0: Hey, uh, again. Hey, what's up, man? Juvenile delinquent Sonic the Hedgehog and local policeman Tom Wachowski
1: must stop
0: Dr. Eggman for completing his plans for world domination.
1: Oh, no. On November 8th,
0: 2019, the Hedgehog comes to life in IMAX 3D. (sighs) Sonic the Hedgehog, rated PG.
1: Where's that gun?
0: So I read the synopsis off Google. Where's that gun? And uh, related pics. The Where's related pics section is just uh, Sonic's teeth in focus. Uh huh. So we look at that hole. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, It looks so terrifying. Hello, everybody. We watched the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog trailer today. And let me fucking tell you, it's terrifying. It's creepy. I don't get it.
1: The gun is loaded, it is in my mouth. And I'm very fucking excited to feel the sweet release of death <laughs> so that I don't have to witness a world that has a Sonic the Hedgehog movie in it. Dude, it, it's fucking me up. I'm not um, a fan. It looks the absolute fucking worst. <laughs> Beyond <laughs> what anyone could have possibly imagined. I,
0: I didn't expect it. I'm going to be really honest. I didn't expect it. Hit shit.
1: all the check boxes. Sonic looks like a fucking nightmare. Check not good music in the trailer or well you know what no i take that back gangster's paradise is a classic but what the fuck does it have to do with sonic the hedgehog bad bad trailer music choice check bad humor with the typical trailer cut the sound to make the joke land so hard land with a thud check (laughs) <laughs> boring ass protagonist James Marsden from from such hit films as X-Men 3. Oh my where god. Gene Grey made him go a kaplooey, Check. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Who the fuck is voice acting Sonic the Hedgehog? Is it a recognizable person? I don't know who he is. Check. No one interesting in this movie besides Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, I tell you what, he looks like he's giving it his all. He looks like he's giving a thousand percent effort out there. Basically what I'm trying to say is this movie's going to be Batman forever. Everything fucking blows ass about it except Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey commits no matter what the fuck movie he's in. He doesn't give a shit if he's in Mr. Popper's Penguins or not. He's fucking here for it. He's in. He doesn't give a fuck. I'm in too. I am not in for Sonic the Hedgehog. I do not want to give this money because then they'll make more and they'll think this is how you make a video game movie.
0: Oh, no, no. I don't actually like want to pay money to go see it, <laughs> uh,
1: but I'm in for it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in, in to watch the train wreck uh, happen. I'm in for the memes. That's the best thing that could possibly happen. Like It's like I'm in for watching a train wreck, right? Just sitting
0: there and watching it as being a bystander. Why would I get on the train?
1: yeah. You know what I mean? I I would like wait to re- be removed from the fact like you don't want to support the Mario Brothers movie when it comes <laughs> out, but like ten twenty years later now it's like this ancient relic from a lost civilization. I love it. <laughs> and you just pull it off of a of a dusty shelf in a like just a a dusty old ancient store that sells physical media still, and you just you just look at it and you're like, what is this ancient relic? Mario, this doesn't look like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and then you pop it in, and you have the right of and your fucking light. And then you just life, go, man. you just go, why? That's not what any of the characters look like. Did they think this was a good idea to make the Mario Brothers and Bowser, quote unquote, realistic looking? What a terrible idea! It's a great idea. And then you come to the realization that this Sonic movie that's about to come out was is made that... in 1993. Yeah, it is. They that. just pulled it off the shelf. They found it fresh. <laughs> and Sega... they're revealing it on the world now, like the Ark of the Covenant being opened. <laughs> remember remember
0: the old saying, Sega does what Nintendo did about 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I,
1: yeah. That's what this is. Oh, well, you know. Every hero has a Genesis. Ugh. God, every fucking loser has a Super Nintendo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why wasn't that in the fucking trailer? Uh,
1: th- I've heard that there's like uh like that reference is in the trailer no matter what. But like the Genesis isn't called the Genesis in some countries. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so some people are going to be like, what? What? It- it's a fucking train wreck and a half. It's the best bad trailer since the last best bad trailer, which was like only five minutes ago uh aladdin lion king that will smith movie where will smith fights will smith
0: oh w- will smith
1: yeah that's the thing will smith now versus will smith then oh that's the movie huh yeah yeah i don't know I, often trailers can make a movie look bad without even trying like for example i don't know if that men in black movie will be terrible but the trailers make it look fucking terrible I'm sure it's gonna be terrible well, I mean, it's not like men in black is a well respected <laughs> storied franchise. well who knows maybe when we do our look back at men in black next week uh <laughs> oh fuck get in job revisit men in black one two, three, four is that it yeah that's that's four too many God uh, that's like three too many. <laughs> I like Men in Black 1. Yeah, me too. But after that, I my, my knowledge of them is very, very fuzzy.
0: I don't know, though. It's, it's no Sonic the Hedgehog
1: 2019, though, let me tell you. How do they... How is Sonic this shit all the time? What happened? It... Is there an ancient, like, witch's curse that, like, Nintendo put on Sega? A hex? No, I think they literally do it on fucking purpose. I think that... I,
0: I, they can't do it entirely on purpose. You don't make Sega, Sonic 06 on purpose. So no, you don't. What I mean by that is, Sega, I think Sega literally, because they they branch Sonic out super far into so many different things all the time. Like, they're always making different kinds of Sonic shit. Like, yeah. you have, you have like, the, the 3D Sonic games, something like Sonic Mania that just came out, and they're always splitting up their resources super hard, and I, I think they just have these people pump this shit out, and then... They just go with it. It's
1: fucking embarrassing, though. Sonic is one of the most popular mascots in the world. Mm-hmm. And he has a very recognizable look that is iconic. Right. And Better then, change that up. Yeah. That, no, the, the movie, don't get me started.
0: Better that, make that him look no, like
1: a fucking sleep paralysis
0: nightmare. It has nothing to do with Sega. And everything to do with some Harvey Weinstein-looking-ass oh, yeah. motherfucker.
1: Oh, yeah. Let me go on a bit of a rant here. Yeah, go ahead. So, Endgame came out. Endgame is the biggest movie of fucking all time, basically. Yep. If it doesn't break the record set by Avatar forever ago that was, like, the biggest grossing movie of all time, it's going to. It's going to soon because I think just, so. just the weekend, it made a billion. It's right. fucking insane. One weekend. It's going to be and in the I'll theaters for what, three months. It's because it's a superhero movie where the characters get to be heavily stylized and be colorful and be characters. And there's thought put into that. There's thought put into like, okay, we need to make Iron Man like Iron Man from the comics. And if a character from the comics is kind of like, you know, obviously not everybody gets adapted one-to-one. No, they, they shouldn't. But you make them distinct enough to be something and not just a product to be sold. And then it works better for everyone. It makes a billion fucking dollars. And it's a good movie that people can fucking see. And not cringe when they watch. Comic book movies didn't used to be like that. Comic book movies used to be fucking garbage with the exception of a few. But they were making so many because X-Men and Spider-Man were popular. So it's like, okay, we gotta try all of them now. Hulk, shit. Daredevil, shit. Elektra, shittiest shit, shit, shit ever. Uh, maybe except for Catwoman. And, and it's just, they kept fucking pumping those out. And they're all shit. And they're all barely recognizable as the character. Maybe they look slightly like the character, but the spirit ain't there. Yeah. Because the people in charge of making it don't give a fucking shit. Yeah,
0: it's almost like in order to make something successful, you have to respect your source material. You don't have to follow it. No. You have to respect it. Yeah. And this is something that, in a complete parallel, by the way, to this Sonic shit that's coming out, you have... Detective Pikachu, which is about to hit theaters, which looks like next it's going to be
1: the first thing based on a video game that is good.
0: Right, you know what it is doing that Sonic isn't. It's respecting
1: its fucking Pikachu. Looks material. like Pikachu. He looks just like Pikachu, but realistic. Yes, but like still fucking adorable. Right, because that's what Pikachu looks like. Sonic's supposed to look like an anime ass, spiky, edgy hedgehog. This one looks like a fucking blue manlet alien that that, that came straight from my nightmares. Oh, yeah. And I'm not abiding it. I don't know. Video game movies have been shit just as long as it took comic book movies to go from shit to, like, the best-selling shit of all time. They haven't changed, video game movies. No, they haven't. And they're going to stay the same. Unless Detective Pikachu is very, very successful, then maybe people it's, fucking dude, it's gotta pay be. attention. It's fucking, it's fucking gotta be. But even when stuff is firing on all cylinders for comic book movies, you still get shit like Justice League, and you still get shit like Batman v. Superman, where... Well,
0: you're always going to get...
1: Yeah. You're, you're looking at an entertainment genre, and in every single entertainment genre that exists, oh, there is gold in a sea of shit. Sure. I'm just saying, by and large, that that is a genre of film, comic book... Cape shit <laughs> that adapted and changed to better fit the market that it should fit. And video games should do that, but they never fucking have. Because there's always some stuffy dude in a suit that thinks he knows what, you know, ooh, I know. Sonic will sell better all around the world if we change what he looks like.
0: Now he, he more- looks
1: more realistic. Like, no, fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. I I saw god, it's it's the worst. It's the I hate, worst. I hate I them. I hate them all. I hate them all. Go go fucking go
0: fuck with somebody else's beloved IP. You know I'm not, I'm not too attached to Sonic. Never really cared for any other Sonic games except like 2 and then like I liked Adventure when I was a little kid. <laughs> and then oh, like that too. It.
1: But they're not good.
0: I microwaved a copy of Sonic and Knuckles once. No. It was an accident.
1: What the fuck? How do you do that by accident? I mean,
0: like, I was a kid. I wanted to know what happened. And guess what happened?
1: Well, you, you microwaved a Sega Genesis it, cartridge.
0: It came out of the microwave and turned into Sonic the Hedgehog 2019. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, it's me. <laughs> and I fucking, I, mm. I grabbed
1: my dad's gun. <laughs> <laughs> As you well fucking should. And then I shot it, and then my brother used a fire extinguisher on it. I hope that movie ends with Robotnik calling Sonic from existence. I, oh, God. I, Hedgehog genocide. Just shoot him.
0: <laughs> just get him down, and he's still, like, it's the climax of the movie, and he's down on his fucking knees, and, and Sonic's down and out, and Eggman walks up, he, he, wallowing in his victory. Then he just pulls out a fucking Glock and shoots Sonic <laughs> in the back of the head.
1: I think I saw this on Newgrounds one time. <laughs> uh. Bees wheeling over to the fridge. That's not the computer. That's the fridge. I thought he was going to the computer. He made it seem like it was important. He's just getting a Kool-Aid jammer. I hate Justin so much. I should have chose to do this show with literally anyone else. Except maybe Juan. I thought he was going to be behind me. Anyway, sorry. Okay, not i ready.
0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Kool-Aid Jammer Fancast. I'm a Kool-Aid Jammer fanboy, Justin. Today I'm joined by another Kool-Aid Jammer fanboy, Zach. How are you doing, Zach? Jam!
1: <laughs> Put him in the hoop like slam! <laughs> and that's how I killed Shaq.
0: Today on the Kool-Aid Jammer Fan <laughs> Podcast, we're going to talk about such great Kool-Aid
1: jammers as Prometheus. Oh my god. That's, uh. a, ver- that's a blue Kool-Aid jammer, because mm-hmm. the movie is blue. But it's also color blue is the hue. Of it also Ruby. has double the sugar. <laughs> you have to surgically get it out of your system, go into that fucking surgery tube and <laughs> get it out of me, and it, like, lifts the Kool-Aid jammer out of your stomach.
0: <laughs> Currently, I'm drinking a, no sh- a zero-sugar Kool-Aid jammer, which mm-hmm. is, like, glass.
1: Glass? Yeah. Why, Justin, that's <laughs> the name of a... Uh, a hit film
0: i know that's exactly what i was alluding to sir
1: that's awful that's awful that you're i'm akinning it that.
0: to a zero sugar kool-aid jammer
1: yeah well i don't know i i glass <laughs> <laughs> all right so i saw glass yeah glass is like idea. if a kool-aid jammer you started drinking it and you're like well this does taste like a kool-aid jammer but then all of the sudden as it goes down your throat It's Mountain Dew Voltage, baby. And you're like, what? That's not what I (laughs) ordered." Get it? Because there's a twist. Or 7. 17. Or 20. Man, I was going to introduce it a different way. (laughs) I was going to be like, oh, man. Jusby, you want to talk about the hit superhero film of 2019? And you would be like, yeah, Endgame. And then I'd be like, what the fuck's Endgame? Let's talk about Glass. And then I'd dab, and then you'd kill yourself or something.
0: I'm still going to jab myself in the eye with the straw as soon as I'm done sipping on this jam jam. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: All right, so I do want to talk about this movie. I feel like I have some things to say. <laughs> but, By all means. So you are someone that didn't like Split, and we talked about that, but you did, you did like Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Now, do you yeah, care absolutely. about Spoiler Mans? Because there is a lot... I don't know if that's a yes or a no. That's just a suck. I know what happens already. All right. Well, spoilers for Glass. Um, I,
0: I read the synopsis, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this movie. And no. then I read the
1: spoilers, and I was like, you all know, right, good. See, here's the thing. I did the same exact thing as you, and I was like, I have to see this
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we are the exact opposite.
1: <laughs> oh, I was fascinated because it was like, are you fucking serious? That's what happens? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's Shyamalan. That's all Shyamalan does, though, and I was intrigued, and I was like, "Is he gonna try and out Shyamalan? Shyamalan? Oh yeah, he's gonna galaxy brain the film twist." Uh huh. But anyway, uh, spoilers ahead for Glass, and 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 I, I guess we should just point out this is gonna be a very spoiler filled episode of Gen and Job because we're gonna talk about Glass, which is the least important uh, <laughs> of all these things. Yeah,
0: we're gonna spoil multiple things. I'm but just we're gonna, gonna lay talk it about
1: out. Endgame and we're gonna talk about Game of Thrones. These are all. Uh, <laughs> I these guess are I'm all, also uh, gonna spoil MK11. Okay. You, I, I still cares. think Glass is the least important story-wise. Damn. Uh, take that glass. All right, so here's the thing. Glass is a fascinating movie. I don't think it's great. Okay. But like, oh my god, it's a fascinating movie. <laughs> uh like, okay, so okay. so like a lot of it works. Okay. But like none of it works at all. Like I don't know. Like it doesn't make any sense. This sounds really uh, fascinating so, already. <laughs> I, I, let me get into like what happens in glass so like it's a simultaneous sequel to unbreakable and split right which obviously if you've seen split you know that that was gonna be coming because the twist of split amongst several other twists and split i ain't gonna get into it now go watch the other ep- listen to the other episode again <laughs> uh i believe it's called like I don't know something with piss or shit in the title. Anyway, uh, it's just the one that <laughs> has piss in the title. I'm just guessing. Our episode titles are vulgar and not friendly to newcomers to our program. <laughs> uh, some
0: of them are okay. Some of them.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I'm really curious what we title this one. It's never like, there's one multiple times where we're like, ooh, that should be the title of the episode, and it's never what. No, I never follow that. Yeah. Uh, Kind of making that a running gag at this point. You do that with football as well. Yes, I do. It's kind of funny. (laughs) Uh, So, like, all right, so we got, like, the Beast, Mr. James McAvoy, and his 24 personalities uh, right immediately Uh, after Split ends. Oh, really? Uh, Okay. He's just in the surrounding area. Killing the pure hearted. <laughs> oh my God. Eating him up as the beast. And he he's attacked multiple times, but you got Bruce Willis, uh, whose superhero name, I guess, is officially confirmed as the overseer in this movie. Interesting. Uh, they, they they kind of frame it as a joke because uh, they brought back uh, whoever played his kid in Unbreakable, uh, which is cool. He does an okay job. And, and like, I don't know, they like work at like a security firm of some sort and like they kind of like you know during the night and like he's kind of like his man in the in the chair to reference uh (laughs) spider-man homecoming a bit you know he's like he's like talks to him on the radio and he's like you know hey there's like a block near you right right the the bad guy could be in or whatever like you know pulling up city plans and shit helps his dad out helps his dad fight crime and he's looking for the beast man because this dude's literally just eating people right as you do. Kind of trying to fuck him up. Uh McAvoy is once again t- just absolutely fucking dynamite in this role. It's a fucking dumbass role that could have been ruined by a worse actor. I don't know how he does it. One thing I did like about this is he kinda lets loose a little more, and we get to see even more of the personalities. It's still primarily the ones that were in split. Dennis, Patricia, uh the little kid. Hedwig was the little kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh And uh, obviously the Beast. We see a lot more of the Beast in this one than we did in in Split. Uh, We even get to understand its personality. Its personality is he's pretentious. Uh, (laughs) I will eat the pure hearted. (laughs) But the broken are fine. The broken are my homes, dude. I don't know. I'm going to be talking about Glass for way too long if I don't, like... Get on it. Cut the corners here. Get on this shit. Bruce Willis goes after the bad guy and he's fighting them. But then boom, there's lights everywhere and they're surrounded and they get shocked by shit. And now they're in like a weird mental institution for the rest of the movie. Basically. Uh, They're basically held there against their will. And it kind of makes sense because they're both doing illegal things. Right. Bruce Willis in the sense that he's being a vigilante and extracting justice upon people with no like, due process or just cause. And then good old. Oh yeah. And then James McAvoy's eating. He's literally eating. So there's that. Uh, Also in the facility, comatose Samuel Jackson as Mr. Glass, who uh, is basically like so doped up on pills that he can't do anything. And uh, it's ran by this woman who I think was from American horror story. I forget her name. She's trying to like rehabilitate them and convince them that superheroes aren't real and they're not superheroes or supervillains they don't have powers she's trying to convince them that th- that this is all fake it's bullshit and she's tries to like give rational excuses for their abilities and for things that happen like you know uh Bruce Willis you don't really like touch people and see like the bad things they did you just have really good intuitive deductive reasoning you know that's
0: strange okay
1: uh it, it kind of works the way they do it. She almost semi-convinces Bruce Willis because it's always been an aspect of his character that he's been skeptical about it. Yeah. Uh, all the, There's characters for... like There's a sub-character for each of your three super-powered people, if you will. Uh, the girl from Glass... Oh, no, I'm sorry. The girl from Split uh, is very interested and comes in to talk to the Horde, if you will, uh, because even though that was her captor she can't help but feel, like, sorry for him because there's multiple personalities in there and not all of them want to be evil and bad. Right, Including, like, the base core personality really doesn't want to. But everything gets taken over by, like, the shitty ones that want the beast to come out and eat people because they feel like that's, like, correct or whatever. Um. The vague rationale that was given in Split. (laughs) Uh, And then, obviously... Bruce Willis's son David Dunn, sorry is his character's name? And uh and then Baby. Samuel, and then Mr. Glass's mother who uh it's weird. I don't know how old Samuel L. Jackson is supposed to be in this movie. 69. But like Samuel Jackson is so fucking old that like the fact that he has a still living mom in any movie that he's in at any point is weird to me. <laughs> 69. Is he? 69. He's pretty old. Uh, There are multiple twists in this movie that layer on top of each other in a crescendo of Shyamalan bullshit. Oh, fuck yeah. It's amazing. Hit me up. Our first one for you. Mr. Glass has been pretending to be comatose. Mr. Glass is actually not comatose. He, He is a genius. That's his superpower. That wasn't really expanded upon a lot in Unbreakable. We don't even... I I didn't even really get the sense the first time I saw Unbreakable that he did have superpowers. Yeah, right. I just thought he was so obsessed with superheroes and comic books that he saw himself as, if there is a superhero, I need to be the villain so that it makes sense. And that's cool, but no, I guess he does just have super (laughs) brain powers, and that's fine. He's a very, like manipulative cool bad guy in this he's like a lex luther five steps ahead of, ahead of everyone it's really neat yeah, yeah yeah, uh not that lex Luthor has powers but you know it could be viewed as a power it, it's all right uh he's still very obsessed with comic books and wanting wanting the truth to be out there and not being restricted uh but our first twist is he was lying the whole time to everybody there's mo- the, he he's able to like escape his room and go talk to the beast and he tries to convince the beast to escape with him. And their plan is uh, there's this unveiling of a new tall building in Philadelphia where it takes place. It's taking place the whole time. All three movies. Yeah. And they're going to do a terrorist act and blow that building up and kill a bunch of people. Or at least they're going to try and do that. It's all to attract David Dunn to it, who he also encourages to escape uh, once he initiates his entire plan. Uh, just so there can be a basically real-life actual superhero fight that the world will be forced to see, and the world will have to be forced to recognize that Mr. Glass is correct. There are superheroes and supervillains out there. But in order to do it, he's doing a terrorist act. That being said, that plan doesn't go so well. It ends up that David Dunn and the Beast just fight on the grounds of the mental institution, Uh, The Beast kills a shitload of cops. (laughs) He eats the fuck out of several cops. David Dunn fights him. Uh, The Beast throws him into a water tank, as we remember from Unbreakable. David Dunn is weak to water and all this shit. But then we get big-ass, crazy-ass twist number two. All our characters fucking die. Yeah. And the reason they die is this organization that held them all is actually a superhero, like, anti-superhero knowledge agency, kind of. They restrict information about superheroes. They don't want the information out there. So they will hide all that information from the public, and they don't want any of it to get out. So in order to stop that, they erase all the footage from the cameras of the facility. And they make sure that all of these threats are neutralized. And it's really fucked up. Because this is your finale (laughs) to this movie. And all of them die. Fuck it. Every last one. Doesn't take a lot to kill Mr. Glass, admittedly. You just gotta push him over. But, uh... David Dunn, they they drown in a puddle because he's allergic to water. Oh my god, <laughs> it's the it's the extent of killing Superman with kryptonite. It's never happened before, but it, it would always feel cheap, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, it's like killing Green Lantern with the color yellow. Oh my god. Uh, so and then uh, the Beast, they uh, trick the girl from Split into uh, triggering his like. Uh, Actual name, which which triggers him to come out, if you remember from Split. Yeah. The, the base personality, the initial personality before the Split. Uh, while he's like that, he's vulnerable, and they just shoot him. And he's dead. Uh, oh, by the way, there was another twist prior to that, which leads to Mr. Glass tying, which is the train accident from the beginning of Unbreakable, which... The twist of Unbreakable was that Mr. Glass caused that train accident because he was testing David Dunn's powers. Also had the Beast, or like James McAvoy's character's dad on the train. And the entire reason his split personality disorder began was his mom abused him after his dad died. So basically, Mr. Glass created two supers if you will. It just took like 20 years for the one to like materialize. And upon finding this out. The beast is like, you know, thank you for allowing me to exist. But I need to protect. Kevin and he kills Mr. Glass. Uh, so we, we, it's we're like this is like 10 minutes left in the movie. And we've been introduced to a shadowy organization that kills all information about superheroes. Right. Which, <laughs> Which is has like, existed the whole time. And, uh. Like, fuck you. And then there's a twist on top of that. Oh my God. Mr. Glass knew that this was going to happen, and he had already uploaded footage of the fight outside the courtyards. So there's footage of, you know david dunn bending bars and the beast eating people alive and climbing up walls and all this shit and he had already uploaded it to his secret file on the internet and he sends that file off to his mom and the girl from split and david dunn's son and they all link up and they all post the information online and now that shadowy organization has failed because the information is out there and that's how the movie ends so the twist that he sets up is then subverted by another twist, and crushed <laughs> in on itself in a vacuum. Oh my god! <laughs> and like, it's it's like it's so galaxy brain that it's honestly impressive. It's <laughs> as soon as you think you know the twist of the movie, the twist of the movie is twisted by another twist. It's it's <laughs> Shyamalan. It is absolute shit in it like fucking shit-brained insane best. It's not a great movie, but I highly recommend it. <laughs> because there is some good shit in it and there is some good performances in it. Samuel L. Jackson's great, James McAvoy's great. Holy hell. The Galaxy Brain. <laughs> Can't wait for part 4. Oh my god. Where Lord. they're all dead still. <laughs>
0: You're like what the fuck? Where do <laughs> oh, you? Oh my god! what's gonna focus on the minor characters.
1: No, he's not making another one. There's no way There's he no can't. Fuck... Yeah, why would you? Uh, I I really think that like he probably should have made this multiple movies just based on the sheer amount of ideas that occur. But nope, saw one thing. My and lord, it was fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you talk about something, because that was a lot of fucking garbage to come out of
0: my uh, mouth. Uh, I, I didn't watch too much do besides the two primary things we were going to talk about, but I I played uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Yeet. Which is uh, it's a fighting game by NetherRealm Studios, who would have guessed. And uh, it's fun. It's a good game. It's a really good game. It plays well. It feels really good. The characters are well designed. You're playing it right mode now. The story mode's fun. Yeah, I have AI playing the game for me right now, and there, there's a reason why I have the AI playing the game for me, and I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, it feels amazing. Uh, the combat's really good. The combos are a little more simplified. The special moves are a little more simplified. The story mode's really cheesy, but really, really fun. I don't. I'm not going to get into the specifics of the story. It's not important. Um, People
1: fucking go. Fuck you, Sonya. Fuck you, Raiden. Fuck you, Liu Kang. Yeah, fuck em. I also fucking hate this game. <laughs> well, it's... I kind of know why. And I am sure a lot of people know why. Because it's been widely reported and widely complained about. But please do explain. Earning shit in this game is a fucking slog. It's It is a fucking
0: disastrous slog. I hate it. I hate it so much. I have no fun doing it. Yeah. So you have you have currency that you earn in this game. There's three different types. You have coins, spelled with a K, because it's Mortal Kombat, baby. So stupid. Souls and hearts. You earn coins and souls by doing your normal stuff in the game. You earn hearts by doing fatalities, brutalities, and mercies in like combat. you actually
1: get a heart from somebody, basically. Right. Funny.
0: You use this currency in an area called the Crypt, which with a K. is yeah, with a K, of course. It's Mortal <laughs> Kombat, baby. In this crypt, with a K, because it's Mortal Kombat, baby, mm-hmm. you open up these chests. It's a big old open old area. with. No.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, so that doesn't have a K. It's not the K pronunciation. Loot, loot crates.
0: That's That would be with a, with K, a K. Yeah. K. That would be with a K. Mm. These are technically loot boxes.
1: Yeah.
0: But I'll, I'll get in that in a second. So the crypt, and there's a bunch of big, big old treasure chests you open up. And, uh, oh, did did my guy just lose? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Bruh. God damn it. God damn it, my guy lost. Anyway. (laughs) Damn you, AI. Uh, the chests are completely randomized. What you get in them is completely random. You can get anything from cool fatalities to, uh, concept art. And all these crypts that cost money. The thing is, you don't get currency fast enough. And probably at the same time, these chests cost too much to open. To get not a whole lot out of them. And it, it makes earning stuff like a trickle instead of, like, feeling like you're actually earning something. And it makes it frustrating, and it makes it feel like it's not worth it. And then on top of that, like, all I wanted to do with it, because I wasn't interested in, like, unlocking all the shit because that's too much for me. So all I wanted to do was go and see all the areas in the crypt because there's a bunch of different areas you could travel to and solve, like, little puzzles and stuff, and it's it's, it's really interesting looking. You have to get a item... Randomly out of a chest in order to advance in it at a certain point. And so now, I'm letting AI play through towers for me, like little arcade modes for me, uh, so I can earn more money to try to find this one item so I can finish doing the crypt. And this was the exact thing I did not want to do in this game. It's the exact thing I hate about this game. It's the exact thing I hated about Injustice 2.
1: Oh, I understand that.
0: It's boring, it's not fun. I'm I should not. be able to play I should be able to play just like a few versus matches against a friend and be be able to go open a decent chest. But you get nothing. They give you fucking nothing. It's it's so bad. They updated it, increased it a little more and I still don't think it's enough. Yikes. They need to just make it. they just need to in general just cut the cost of every chest in the game in half.
1: Half. Get, get Thanos on this shit.
0: Just have it. All of it. <laughs> And then it would make it so much easier, but I doubt they're gonna do it. We're just fucked on it. So, Mortal Kombat 11, with with all of that in there, is a game that I love to hate, and it or, shouldn't be or, that way.
1: Or hate to love.
0: Yeah, that yeah. actually might even be a better description. It's I like... I love it though. Like it's it's really really fun.
1: I it's a good a, game. I found a lot of similar things with Injustice 2. Uh, their their systems have just been getting worse. Although I guess Injustice 2 was certainly more like, hey, you could buy these loot crates. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, they and took this that one
0: out. They took that out. There's no microtransactions not
1: But this one is like, hey, 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 waste a lot of fucking time to unlock anything. Right. Which is the wrong response to people complaining about your loot crate system. Uh, by making it, like, a slog to unlock anything. That sucks ass. It's just not fun.
0: No! If you want to make this giant, like, fucking expansive gear system, which, personally, I don't like. Uh,
1: Wasn't my favorite thing in Injustice 2, either.
0: Right. If you want to make this giant, expansive gear system where you need all this shit to put together and there's all this shit to get, you need to rain items down on people. You need to rain them down on people. Mm-hmm. Instead of... Making it so I have to play like fucking a hundred versus matches to open like t- two chests. Fuck you. That,
1: that sucks ass.
0: Fuck you. And I'm talking about chests with anything decent in them, like like chests with like st- with like fatalities and cool costumes and shit like that in them. Usually range from like range from like ten thousand to fifteen thousand coins with a K because it's Mortal Kombat, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the amount of currency you'll earn from playing one versus game is, like, 60. Yeah. 120, maybe. At the most. At the most. So think about how many versus matches you gotta play. You gotta play, what, at least 12, 13 to open a shitty chest? About 20 to open up, like, a moderate chest? Jeez. Sometimes more? <sighs> you gotta just open up one chest. You know how many are in this game?
1: A billion.
0: Almost 600. Chests. That's too much. They tried to uh, mitigate it a little bit by gifting people a shit ton of money while they're working on it. And uh, I blew through it pretty quick and did not get the item I needed to advance in the crypt. Did you they get gave me 500,000 cool? coins. I got some cool stuff, yeah.
1: Some fatalities? Mm-hmm,
0: I did. I did. I got <sighs> I got the second fatality for a bunch of different characters.
1: It would is be cool. nice if you could just, you know play as the character and unlock stuff for that character by playing as that character. Yeah,
0: I would be perfectly cool with like each individual character having a level, kind of like in like a first-person shooter game where like all the different classes have their level like like yeah, Battlefield or, or, or Call of Duty like, or
1: whatever or having like an unlock tree yeah. for each character like win this many versus matches to get this. And it should be a low number, it should be like 10 or like, you know, uh beat the classic mode or whatever the fuck it's arcade mode or whatever it's called in this game or you know classic with
0: the K because it's mortal kombat baby
1: Mm, what a dumb thing that's what it is i think it's i think it's endearing (laughs) and stupid all right enough about that who's the first uh so mortal kombat for the past several entries yeah has uh added not mortal kombat characters
0: so you, that's who's the first DLC? Who's
1: the first DLC character that is a non-Mortal Kombat guest character? Because those uh, in Realm games are often quite fun. Stupid, but fun. Uh,
0: and,
1: S- aliens and predators, even. You know. uh,
0: Sonic the Hedgehog from Sonic the Hedgehog 2019. Oh,
1: that's no. the first character. Does he do fatalities? Does Sonic kill people?
0: Uh, why not? He's realistic, and hurt. <laughs> A kind of, yeah. uh, uh, slightly humanoid hedgehog-looking lightning-controlling ass motherfucking weird boy from space would probably kill people.
1: Sonic the Hedgehog kills people now. Wake the fuck up! Zack Snyder said this it. This is
0: no. This is the this is the fucking monster they created. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mhm. Whoever whoever the fuck made this abomination, they can deal with the consequences. Yeah. And the consequences are it kills people now.
1: I, I had a theory that it might be somebody from Game of Thrones, but I don't know who because you could literally John pick anyone. Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Yeah, it would be Jon Snow. It's gonna be Podrick.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I would say it's either gonna be Jon Snow, The Hound, or The Mountain. I think those are the if three it's a most Game of likely. Thrones person. Right. If I'm if it's just a Game trying of to Thrones
1: think character. of franchises that like they tend to stick with horror. are
0: violent. They tend, to, they tend to really like going to horror franchises. I don't think we've had Mike Myers yet. Because they're violent. Yet. You haven't had Mike Myers yet, but I don't know if he would be a good fit. He doesn't like... Yeah, his thing is how like, he stalks and is
1: creepy. He I can like... see Freddy and Jason fighting. There's an entire movie about it. <laughs> right. But uh, Michael isn't really a hand-to-hand kind of guy. He doesn't really do the big He's fighties. He's a quietly stalk-your-ass-in-a-old-ass-car in in a kind of guy. <laughs> driving yeah. around and staring at babysitters and being like, I'll kill them when it's midnight. Fucking lit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just the thing from It Follows and then it just walks towards you.
1: Oh, it's like a naked screaming old man. Yeah, and it just oh, walks towards a great at Mortal you. Kombat character. Just... And if it touches you, it's a brutality. I'm the score to It Follows. <laughs> great. Thank you. I appreciate bing, 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 bing. it. <laughs>
0: Thanks. I I appreciate it a lot. Thank you for that. It's something uh, what like what that. popular horror franchises is Mortal Kombat not
1: touched yet? Chucky. I'm just kidding. My god. <laughs> no, put the no. put the leprechaun in you fucking cowards. Oh dude, I'm in. Let's fucking go. Fucking hire Warwick Davis, strap some fucking ping pong balls to his head and fucking mocap his ass into the fucking game. Yeah. Ed Boon, you fucking pussy. Let's get Let's back do- to the fucking hood, bitch. Come on. <laughs> Let's go, Ed Boon, you little fucking bitch. You won't do it. He has that fatality where he fucking pogo sticks the guy. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck, shit. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. And then when other people do a fatality on him, they can say, fuck you, Lucky Charms. That's fucking dope. Do oh, it. Oh,
0: my God. We're do in it. for this.
1: Let's go. Do it. Ed Boon. Ed. I actually somehow convinced myself I want that now. God damn it. Ed Boon. Mm. You know, you'll never listen to this show, but Ed Boone.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, no, he won't. Motherfucker, you better do this. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to clip this out and send it to you on Twitter. More importantly,
1: stop the crunch time.
0: <laughs> but yeah, stop that too, bud. Hey, can you do me a favor, bud? Hey, bud. Hey, bud, I know we were just, I know I just called you a motherfucker, but I didn't ask you a favor. I didn't ask you to stop working your employees
1: to the fucking bone. You motherfucker. Could you, you mother do me a fucker.
0: favor? You motherfucking asshole! <laughs> you, you, you hear me, man? All right, can you can you help me out with that? Thank you.
1: The first DLC character for Mortal Kombat 11 is Captain Crunch. <laughs> Crunchitize me, Captain. That's the next Smash character. Oh, oh my the God. King. Uh, oh, callback! I was listening to some old uh, non sequitur openings the other day, and I forgot about our conversation about
0: oh, Ronald McDonald and Smash.
1: Yeah, or Mister Clean and Count Chocula. Fuck and, yeah, dude! Uh, yeah, I want all that shit, man. Give it to me. We mm. all those cereal mascots.
0: Split them up. Split it up between three different fighting games, right? For like the spooky cereals. Oh, put Count Chocula in
1: Mortal Kombat. Right, Count Chocula
0: in <laughs> Mortal Kombat. The Booberry guy goes into Tekken. The mummy? <laughs> the, the mummy?
1: Is it? Is it a mummy for booberry? No, booberry is a ghost. Oh, that's right, no, idiot. no. Which one's the mummy? Uh, the non existent cereal called Yummy Mummy from the 80s. You, what? Oh, okay. That's You're, what Frankenberry's the third one.
0: Frankenberry. That's yeah. it. Frankenberry Tekken.
1: There's the two discontinued no, ones. No, no.
0: Frankenberry would be Tekken, I think. <laughs> you don't put a ghost in Tekken.
1: Okay. Well, that, you know what? That, that brings a weird point up, actually, because Tekken has Negan. Which yeah. is not a good fit for Tekken Would at have all. Been a great fit for Would have been a great fit for Mortal Kombat. Would've been a great fit for Mortal Kombat. Not yeah, but not It's get hilarious that, in Tekken, but it doesn't
0: fit at all. I love it. With the little taiko drum above him walking in with sunglasses looking all cool.
1: <laughs> he got that pink shirt and those hipster glasses, and he's <laughs> like, Are we pissing our pants yet? <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> <laughs> what the I love fuck it. were they thinking? They were thinking it was gonna be awesome, and they were right. I just gonna uh, bring like Leatherface back or something. I mean, like no. I mean, I guess people played him,
0: so people maybe love they Leatherface. will. He was really good at MKX.
1: Yeah, so that would make sense actually. But I don't, I don't think that character, as much as I love Texas Chainsaw, that character doesn't have the staying power of a. Jason or Freddy. They also need to add a lot more regular Mortal Kombat characters to this game. It's a little bone dry.
0: Bring back uh, all the classics, like... Striker! Bring <laughs> back Striker. Remember MK3, the noise he makes when he throws the grenade? Uh, no. Oh, God. What dude, is it? It's so good. It's just like some kind of like weird wording noise he makes with his mouth. Bring back Jarek. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Give me... uh. Not Really, though, give me Melina. Bring her back. Is she not in this. No. Oh, okay. Uh, there, there's a bunch. Of, there's a bunch of characters that are in this. Goro's not in this. Mm-hmm. And he usually isn't like real technically in Mortal Kombat games, but he should be now. There's that like
1: female looking Goro esque. Yeah. I don't know if she's even the same thing, but she has the forearms.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> she's technically here, but she's not playable. Like, okay. She's in the story mode. But she's not like a, a natural character in like combat.
1: I wonder if they could do the opposite of what they did for Injustice where they brought over two Mortal Kombat characters. They bring over two ca- Injustice? No. Well, violent ones. That would make sense. Like, like they, put they Lobo won't... back in because Lobo would fit. Or, you know, a more violent character like a villain. I doubt I
0: mean? DC lets it happen.
1: That's true. That's true. Mortal Kombat characters can exist in a non-violent circumstance. Yeah, they tactic technically. will I don't think... Much. I don't know. It depends. Tomorrow, there's a fucking comic where every fucking DC character gets eaten by zombies coming out. So, who knows? DC is slightly edgy sometimes. We'll see.
0: I would love to watch uh, Jax rip off Superman's arm and then knock his head up (laughs) into the air. And then baseball music plays and he hits it like a baseball.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it definitely won't be fucking Superman. (laughs) Unless it. it's the Zack Snyder muted colors Superman. Oh, fuck yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> that was my problem with MKX was that, like, I thought, felt like the color palette was really muted. It's a, This one's a lot more colorful. I
1: understand what you mean.
0: Yeah, MK11's, like, got a lot more distinct color to it. Whereas, yeah. like, MKX was, like, being really edgy. And yeah. it, it had, yeah. like, muted colors. And, like, it was... This one, like, is really embracing the stupidity. I like it. Yeah.
1: Alright, put all used right. to do. my okay. final plea. Put General Grievous in. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Ed. Ed Boone, you you motherfucker. Call up Mr. Disney. Ed! Call Ed. get Walt on the phone. Ed! Walt!
0: Ed. Ed, give me give me General Grievous. But also, could you could you stop working your workers to the fucking phone, you goddamn asshole piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: Anyway. Let's Bob! Of this. Hey, Bob Iger, can I use General Grievous in my murder simulator game? Yeah, dude. No. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Killing younglings. Killing
0: younglings. Oh, anyway, we're, we're going hard. off
1: the rails. Anyway, Mortal Kombat X has aliens and predators in it, so let's talk about some of that shit real quick. Right quick want to talk about comics? Yeah, let me just get those out of the way. Yeah, you go ahead. This will be a shorter one than usual because there was far less comics I had to read for this one. We're talking about Green Lantern versus Aliens, a four-part series from the year of our Lord. <laughs> you do that. I'm going to get some. You start talking about, I want to get a drink and tend to my vape. Ooh, what kind of drink will it be, Justin? I don't
0: know. Maybe some pink kissed.
1: Oh, I thought it was going to be a Kool-Aid jammer, you it idiot. It
0: might be... Don't Gre- tell me what
1: to do. All right, so... Green Lantern vs. Aliens. Written by our our old friend, Ron Mars, who wrote Batman Aliens. And, uh, other crap. <laughs> uh, he He's actually one of the better writers in this whole smorgasbord of bad crossover comics. Because uh, Green Lantern vs. Aliens is, uh... Not bad. Not bad. Had a, Had a couple interesting twists and turns that I, uh... Wouldn't have foresaw coming. There's a bunch of dumb shit in it, and I'll get to it, but I digress. Uh, Illustrated by Rick Leonardi, uh, who I'm not familiar with, but it looks like he did a lot of dark horse work. Got to work on it. Speaking of General Grievous, he worked on the General Grievous short comic, which I've never read. Fuck yeah. Always wanted to.
0: Give Ed Boon a hand and get him in Mortal Kombat will ya?
1: Thanks. Some work on some Marvel series and some... Just stuff here and there. Nothing too major. So, Green Lantern vs. Aliens is, uh... Arians? Green Lantern vs. Bruce Arians Uh, (laughs) is is kind of structured, interestingly. And I know that you're a Green Lantern fan, but I know you're not very familiar with, like, uh... non-Jeff Johns lore, if you will. I don't know. what What do you... What, Jusby? What do you know about Green Lantern, this character that you like? Here's what I know about Green Lantern. Uh-huh. He's, uh, stupid. True. True. In every incarnation of the character I, except for Jon Stewart, maybe. I can't...
0: Yeah. Even, even then. Green Lantern... I enjoy Green Lantern stuff. Not, like, because it's really that compelling. I enjoy Green Lantern stuff because it's fun. It's fun watching Lanterns, like, make dumb shit with their fucking imaginations
1: that's that's always fun yeah Yeah. it's
0: it's just a joy to look at sometimes it's also stupid most of the time all the different fucking weird aliens in it and all the all the different kinds of landers that are just like adhere to a specific ridiculous personality type is just a joy um why the fuck They, they basically retconned all of this out it didn't like the probably I think after the 90s or maybe during the 90s. This is what I'm not sure on. But oh, man, about the Green Lantern being allergic to the color yellow. That's an uh, old concept, for the most part.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it come up in comics since uh, the the classic right. masterwork that is. But All-Star, that's always a thing that people like that to is all star Batman and Robin. Oh my God! Yeah, what a masterwork that is. I don't really think that takes place on planet Earth just like Frank Miller's brain. So I I, I don't really uh, I don't take a lot of stock into that. I don't think Green Lantern is allergic to yellow. I think it's more contextualized as there is now a yellow lantern core that he fights as one of his primary antagonists. That makes more sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, they represent fear, and he represents willpower, and that could be a source of fight time. Yay. Yeah, sure. Emotional spectrum. So this is before all that. Before they came up with that, uh, which is probably the best thing that's ever happened to the character, it's interesting at least. It makes it fun. Yeah,
0: it just makes it a lot of fun. That, that's that's why that's when I started liking Green Lantern.
1: So uh, let me uh, let me let me fill you in on a weird portion of Green Lantern lore here. Uh, there was a period in time where they decided to get really edgy, and uh, Hal Jordan okay. got infected by Parallax, I believe. And went fucking nuts, dude. And he uh, went genocidal. Right. And killed a fuckload of people. Yeah, I've read about this before. Uh, okay, yeah. incl- and basically dismantling the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, the Guardians are gone. And eventually all that comes back and all all is forgiven. Well, of course. I guess. <laughs> as much as you can be forgiven. Uh, basically, completely everything is fine now. Hal Jordan is... Back to being Green Lantern, but this was a period of time where they knocked it all back down to just, there's one Green Lantern and that's it. And that was Kyle Rayner, who's a great character in his own right. Shares a lot of similarities with Hal Jordan is in they're Both fucking stupid. That's fun. Uh, not But neither of them are as stupid as Guy Gardner, who is the stupidest, but also maybe the most fun Green Lantern that there is. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Slight spoiler for Doomsday Clock, there's basically a moment where all the superheroes go to fight Dr. Manhattan. Oh, God, they're fucked. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Uh, It was great, because everything they tried didn't work. But as soon as everyone showed up, and as soon as Naked Blue Man started talking, Guy Gardner clocked him in the fucking head and broke his neck it didn't do anything because it's dr manhattan but that shows how his character be like fuck you in the face of an impossible god man he's just like fuck you dude and punches him <laughs> in the face so anyway this is a weird one because it doesn't take place in any continuity per se but it relies on that piece of information and lore that i just gave you because the first issue is about hal jordan and the rest of the comic's about Kyle Rayner. It's separated by time. The Hal Jordan one opens with uh, him doing a little bank robbery takedown. The robbers are wearing alien masks. Get it? Because uh, he's going to fight aliens later. Great. Who? Uh, and he teams up with uh, your boy Green Arrow and Black Canary. And they take him out. And then he's like, uh-oh, got a distress signal. I got to go. And he talks to the Guardians. And they're like, hey... This Green Lantern just fucking got eaten by aliens. <laughs> In so many words. Uh, we know what's going on, the reader, because we see him get eaten by aliens, xenomorphs, the aliens from the aliens movies. And he's like, shit, alright, let's gather up the homies and go. You got your other weirdo Green Lanterns, that like weird like fish head one. The big giant purple beast one Kilowog. Yeah. Uh, You got a bunch of those guys who are like a lot of dead characters and shit. He pulls
0: up in the whip and he's like, get in, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So they all fucking go to this planet and uh, there's a fuckload of aliens there and they're like, shit. But it's okay because we're green lanterns and we can take care of this. And they do. Uh, There's a lot of Green Lanterns, and they all got their rings, and they're not exactly powerless. But Hal Jordan is like, hey, we have morals, and I'm going to take a stand here. These are just animals. We can't kill them. It's not their fault that people landed on this planet and started getting eaten by them. That's their nature. And they're like, okay, you're the boss, Hal, but what the fuck do we do with them? And he's like, all right, we're going to take all of them. We're going to put them somewhere. Where no one goes, ever. And the solution to that is another weird part of Green Lantern lore. The planet Mogo, which is a planet that is a Green Lantern. Uh, this was created by Alan Moore, the Watchman Man. Oh, of course. <laughs> Crazy hobo. Yeah, he's if you wild know. man. uh, It's kind of a unique concept. It's a complete, like, just green vegetation planet. So the whole planet's kind of, like, alive. And the whole planet's a Green Lantern they just throw all the aliens on there because no one's allowed to go there because it's like a precious planet or whatever but no one knows that it exists it's a secret uh, there's only one or like a couple stories that have had to deal with it before so
0: they go there they okay. dump them all there
1: and Hal's like alright mission accomplished well I love you Green Lantern friends bye and then ten years or whatever pass and Hal Jordan has killed everybody <laughs> <laughs> it's like how Jordan's like, yay, we're going to be friends forever. Cut to like always sunny music. How Jordan kills the green Lantern. So then uh, Kyle Rayner's hanging out in his humble abode. And he's like, man, I'm the only green Lantern ever now. And then a bunch of former green Lanterns show up. They don't have their rings, but they show up in a spaceship and he's like, Ah, Jesus Christ. Fuck. (laughs) He's really perturbed that they're, like, bothering him. Uh, And they're like, all right, so we still have a duty. We, We swore to be Green Lanterns forever, even though we don't have powers. But you're the only one that has the Green Lantern power now. There's a problem that's come up. There's a vessel that landed on Mogo. And there's a bunch of fucking aliens there, Kyle. And he's like, aliens from the movie Aliens? And they're like, that's right and he's like shit and then they go <laughs> <laughs> not exactly but, that back way, up but in basically the whip. you know hey so uh they go with like you know a squad of uh the survivors well nobody died in that first issue and uh so issues 2 3 and 4 is Kyle going to fight the aliens but uh Kyle's a little younger and a little more inexperienced as a green lantern so uh it doesn't go as well for Kyle uh a lot a lot of the green lanterns die this is probably why it's not canon, because I don't think all those characters are dead. No. They're, they're uh, fish guy alive, I think. I think. I don't know. There's one that's called Green Man. Oh. You gotta look up lore about that guy. Uh-huh. Oh. Speaking of Always Sunny. <laughs> Green Man. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, To make a long story short, Kyle has a different, uh, yeah, a different solution. R- yeah. Green Lanterns, and he's like, maybe we should just kill them all because they're too dangerous. Hal put them on here and then just left the problem for me to deal with later. And uh, he thought that no one would land here, and somebody did, and it got a lot of people killed, so he he eradicates them. He meets a girl, the last survivor of the ship that landed there, and she's very sexily drawn, as female comic characters are. Oh, great. I'm so glad. And uh, Kyle is a bit of a womanizer man. At least in this era. I don't know if he's always been a womanizer man, but he's a bit of a dope. And a bit of a, whoa. That's a hot babe. I gotta give me some of that. or And awkwardly flirt with her for the entire comic. Uh, but here's where there's a little twist with that that's fun. She's a robot. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> he falls in love with a robot. Hell yeah. Because like she gets injured and he's like, oh god, you were a robot this whole time? And she's like, yes. And he's like, oh, fuck. That sucks. I was trying to get that shit. He Probably doesn't, still could doesn't somehow. not say that. But whatever. He, he takes care of the problem. That's, that's, that's basically it. Green Lantern aliens. Uh, not a whole lot to it. It's a very action oriented at that point. Uh, he like loses his ring and he gets it back. And then he takes them all out very easily after that point. Once he decides that the mission is to let's eradicate them. Because aliens are too dangerous. It was cool. It was like a cool juxtaposition of how the different eras of Green Lantern would handle a problem. Uh, and I liked that. The alien aspect of it was kind of weak. The, you could tell that Ron Mars cared a lot more about Green Lantern lore than, than, than aliens, alien lore. Yeah. Uh but you know, sometimes that's fine. And sometimes that's not. Like in the next comic I'm gonna talk about hey. uh JLA versus Predator, which is uh <laughs> which is uh I hate you. Uh which is uh, um I've read a lot of bad comics, shows me. Yeah. I've read a lot of bad comics. That's just the nature of the beast when you're someone that uh, reads comics at all. Right. I you're mean, gonna. You're gonna like. Not everything is good. Yeah, most times. You're the time gonna. It's bad. You, you're gonna. You're gonna read a bad one sometimes. Maybe and, most of uh, the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is one of the worst ones I've ever read in my life. Oh, really? That bad, huh? <sighs> oh boy. This is one issue. Okay. So it was over quick. It, it, I'd like to say it was short and painless, but it was more like being shot. It was <laughs> It was quick, and it hurt really fucking bad for a long time. Uh, <laughs> so so here we go. JLA, uh, our members of the JLA, if you care. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Flash, I believe Wally West at the time, uh, Kyle, Green Lantern, uh, Marsha Manhunter, Adam, Aquaman, Plastic Man. I think I covered everybody. That sounds about right. Uh, Well, because this is like a different, like... I don't even know if this was the the lineup at the time, or if this is just non-canon or whatever. Uh, First off, let me see who wrote this. Who am I mad at? That's pretty close to the usual lineup of JLA. (laughs) This guy's name is John Ostrander. Uh, I guess he writes a lot of Star Wars for Dark Horse, which would make sense why they tapped him to write a crossover for... You know, Dark Horse owned Predator and Alien at the time. Yeah. Not anymore, baby. Because. Oh, it's owned by Disney? Ah, well, Disney bought Fox, which owns those properties. So I can only assume those properties are going to Marvel now for comics purposes. We're gonna get Deadpool versus Predator. Oh boy.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: He's gonna kill the Predator by making chimichangas and tacos. And feeding them to him. Man. But they got little baby grenades in them. Whoa! Pineapple surprise. Bang, 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 bang. What a meme, dude. Look at my ugly, disgusting head. <laughs> God, Deadpool's a character that, like, can either be like, you know, really well written or like the worst written thing ever. There's no middle ground. It's either really fun or really stupid. <sighs> yeah, but like so stupid that it's bad. Right. If it's I mean. fun, it can be stupid fun. It can. Yeah. But like, you know, you need to strike a good balance. Thankfully they have with the movies, as far as I'm concerned. So I don't I don't know. I don't think this guy has done anything too noteworthy. Yeah. Uh in terms of like, you know, comics. Uh he's a very old man. Uh, That kind of shows in his writing. It's very, uh, old school. That's fine. Um, Which which can be fine. Uh, you know, Infinity War, the comic. Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War. It's great. Written by a guy, Jim Starlin, who writes very old school, but he writes well. That helps. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, the artist is Graham Nolan, who, uh... Works on a lot of Batman in the 90s, uh, frequently collaborates with uh, your boy Chuck Dixon. He's uh, done some Bane-esque comics and shit. Uh, but none of that matters. You want to know what happens in JLA versus Predator, right? Yeah,
0: sure. Go ahead. <sighs> go ahead,
1: Marshall Man- Manhunter's hanging out in the watchtower, the JLA watchtower. Space. Chilling, Spice. Spice. Re- re- reading the Playboy, chilling, mm-hmm. hanging out. Jerking off. He's smoking a blunt. <laughs> Having a smoke and a pancake, mm-hmm. and uh, he's uh, so then like this uh, spaceship come in, and he's like, uh, "State your business," and they don't, and they just come in. It's this other other race of aliens. Uh, I forget their name. It's kind of like a pun because it's like not Predator. It's it's uh, it's 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 something like like it. Okay, I'm do- trying to trying to see what their name is.
0: I don't know. It's some dumb
1: alien race. You know, you're right. What's whatever. Next? We'll call them the engineers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but sure. This is other like you know the hunters or whatever. Uh, so they show up, and and they they have like a you know a, a grudge to pick with uh, our heroes or whatever. Uh, but they're uh, like you know trying to go to Earth, and he's like, well, this is like a bad guy ship, so I'm not letting it go to Earth beaming into the watchtower and they come out and they're pissed and they're like why didn't you let us go to earth he's like because you're the bad guys and they're like we were running away from something you fool and then as predators happen they were on the ship with them (sighs) let's just get into what happens here these predators uh so this alien race kidnapped these predators Okay. okay and they had a grudge with the justice league. I don't know if this was previously established in any comic. I don't know if these are long-standing comic villains or not. I don't really care. They decided, "All right, the way to defeat the Justice League is we're going to genetically modify these predators to have the Justice League's powers." Oh my god. So, so literally there's a predator for every member. There's a <laughs> Superman predator. <laughs> The Wonder Woman Powers Predator. Oh my god, why? The Aquaman Predator. Adam The why? Atom Predator that can go subatomic. Uh, it is the dumbest fucking shit. Uh, there's even a Plastic Man Predator that... You know what Plastic Man can do? He could turn into fucking everything, right? Yeah. This predator turns into a little Predator spaceship that shoots at him at one point. And... I, I wanted to throw myself down a flight of stairs. I, <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it's just so, it's too stupid. Uh, there's a Batman predator. I guess that one's just a normal predator. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like. <laughs> what, what,
1: what powers does Batman have?
0: None.
1: So uh, the fun thing is like when they, uh, when they start coming out of the ship and attacking Martian Manhunter, he sends out the distress signal. Yeah, calling all the league members, including backup members, like Aquaman's ass or whatever, <laughs> 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 and uh, uh, whoever can get there first, like gets there first because you know Batman can't fly there right as fast as Superman can. You know, Superman gets there and he uh he sees the lifeless, or no, he sees the severed head of Martian Manhunter. Oh. And he's he like, did. so just upon seeing this, without seeing any Predators whatsoever, Superman turns to the reader and goes,
0: Predators!
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? I guess it is canon that Superman fought a Predator, at least in this book. They consider Superman versus Predator and the and the three Batman Predator comics canon, I suppose. Uh, like, the League has files on these beasts now. They know that they exist. Uh <laughs> so stupid to even oh talk about. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, they all eventually get there. And the Martian Manhunter's fine, by the way. He he walks out without a head. And he's like, well, it's a good thing that my brain's not in my head because I'm a Martian. And he has, like, a little weird, like, crank face on his stomach. Oh, uh, my God. They put his head back on. And he's like, I'm all right. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate it. They send uh, the League members down to Earth because the Predators are down there to go go fight them and shit. And, you know, it doesn't go well because it's like, whoa, the Predators have our powers! Whoa, and no. then eventually they, uh... Whatever. They end up fighting in the Watchtower. I don't really care how they get there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's a bunch of hijinks that ensue around the globe. There's, like, Italy and there's, like, England. and It doesn't matter. It, it It's... The way they take them out is they're like, well, Superman can't fight the Superman one, but like Batman can because Batman knows how to be Superman. And then like, hey, Flash, do you know how to beat Green Lantern? He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll beat him right now and just take the ring off his finger or whatever, you know, and they all like switch. Then they tag team and they beat all the Predators. They let the bad guys go. And they're like, why would you let us go? And they're like to show you that we are merciful here on Earth and maybe that'll learn you. And then, they, and then they leave and thankfully there's not a sequel to that Thanks because I'm glad yeah it, it's it's genuinely terrible. It is the worst of all of these bar none bar none we still got a couple more to go to and and I have've I've basically read all of them by now yeah. I have I have the Superman and Batman versus aliens and Predator to read still and uh, that one is bad but I don't I don't I don't see how it's even possible that it could top this one. This one I was just like laughing, but like simultaneously in laughter and in despair. Like like I was laughing like 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 I was insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too bad. It's not even bad in like a fun way. Cause it's just like you know everything that's gonna happen before it happens. And when you like the shock of seeing a predator in a Superman esque outfit it isn't even funny at that point. I'll, I'll try and post some pictures from it, though, so you guys can understand what I mean. It sounds Definitely horrible. the Predator Plastic Man one. That one's. Who? Who, boy? On you wanna. Let's talk about better superhero oh, things. Thank God. Josby Endgame.
0: Yes, sorry, we're gonna talk about Avengers Endgame now. You haven't seen it yet. Uh, Go see it.
1: We're gonna spoil it. Don't listen to this. If you're one of the. Two people in America that hasn't seen Endgame. There's a few. <laughs> There's at least a minor handful. It did make a billion dollars. I don't know. You vaping did? Little baby bun. Sick vape. I'm making yeah, a cloud, bro.
0: man. I'm making a cloud. Okay. Don't fucking don't fucking talk shit on my cloud making abilities.
1: Let me just start here. Where's this? Where do you think this ranks, in terms of the MCU?
0: I like Infinity War more still.
1: I think that's totally fair, but I kind of can't even view them as separate anymore. It'd be fun to put them together as one movie. I kind of like, I'm going to think of these movies in the same way I think of like the Kill Bill movies now. Those are one thing. Right. Just separated by a span of time between their release. This is, this is two different enough ideas for a movie, but it's all one continuous story. Right, you
0: you seriously cannot have Endgame without Infinity War. Like, it, it's too closely. And connected. I don't think you can have
1: Infinity War without Endgame cause I mean, it,
0: it's not even just like a sequel; it is a literal continuation, yeah, like, straight off of it. So you can't you can't even try.
1: That whole bullshit they pulled, where they were like, "All right, well, it's not a two part movie. There, we're gonna title them both things so that people aren't confused," uh, was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right. They could have called it just Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. It would have been fine. But I like the Endgame name. It's cool. Makes It has a, a weight to it, you know?
0: Yeah. <sighs> this is a... Uh, boiled down to its absolute basics, the Avengers Endgame is, is a heist movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At least the second movie in the three movies that exist in this movie is. Yeah, but basically. It's three movies. The first movie is, oh no, how will the Avengers deal with the catastrophic results of Infinity War? And it's really dark and, uh, you know, there's jokes and shit, but it's sort of depressing. Yeah, it's And then the depressing. second movie is like, alright, time travel heist. And it's much more lighthearted and, uh... More like what you're used to. But then the third movie is like, uh-oh. Thanos time traveled. <laughs> We we gotta we gotta fight Thanos real quick. It's war time, and then a lot of continuations of uh, major story threads that have been around since Iron Man one. Whew, weighty. Oh yeah, that's for sure. how you end something, man. And I know that the MCU isn't over, but they got they got a lot to live up to now. Because I I uh, it's gonna be tough. Like, there's certainly a lot of things that I'm excited for still, and a lot of things I'm looking forward to. I'm a fan of superhero movies, I'm a fan of comic books, I'll probably watch these until they stop, which might be past when I'm dead and buried, (sighs) but this one had a lot of weight to it and felt like it was the finale of the last 10 years of movies, it was a celebration of the last 10 years of movies, in a lot of ways, particularly with they just straight up time traveled back to the movies (laughs) themselves, in a very Back to the Future 2-esque scenario. That was some of my favorite shit in the movie, for sure. Oh,
0: absolutely. It was really, really good.
1: (laughs) What was your favorite time-based thing?
0: I I think 100% it was uh, the very end of the Avengers Tower stuff, where (laughs) Hulk has to take the stairs. (laughs) And and because the Hulk had to take the stairs, it ruins their whole plan.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's great. I can't um, believe they didn't remember that Hulk took the stairs. Oh, well. It's funny, though. I think it's something that's easy to forget. <laughs> I think my favorite part of it was when... Uh, I don't know. There's a, there a lot of good stuff. I I really like felt for Hawkeye in this movie, which is surprising because he's been such a weak point of this entire franchise so far. He got to really shine in this movie. I'm sure you were happy about it. Oh, yeah. That. It, was, it was great. Uh, it was a good way to send him off. Him uh, having to sacrifice question mark black widow to get the soul stone was a uh, some heavy shit and i liked it but i think my favorite time travel part was actually when they had to go back to the 70s and we got tony stark talking to his dad and shit like that It's yeah. like a cool scene that i wouldn't even think to put in this movie because you'd think that it wouldn't matter in the long run but it ends up contextualizing and giving us a lot of like weighty shit for the character to deal with before their well, ultimately, final appearance, yeah, in a film for the MCU, Iron Man had a great arc in this movie, and so did Captain America. They handled both of those particularly well, because Absolutely. like they they wrapped their arcs up and wrapped their characters up basically. Yeah, so they had and to it make was sure. Great, mm-hmm. Iron Man, of course, is way more finalized than Cap because he died, but uh, <laughs> Cap, I guess, didn't die.
0: No, but he's real he fucking just, uh, old. He went back to where he belonged. Yeah, it was neat. I I, th- I think that's that that's a big part that a lot of people I think are missing with this. Are and people like, criticizing that? Aspect yeah, some of people are just like, well, how does that work with with time travel shit? It's like, actually, he uh corrected a wrong. Yeah, in a way, he wasn't. He's not supposed to exist in these times like no, that.
1: he was born in the '40s. Right. I he- guess Bucky's just fucked though. He doesn't ever really a, have a he's choice. He's a very time displaced person. <laughs> he doesn't have a choice. Eras.
0: Oh man, he's just kind of fucked. But Cap was able to write that, and like it's just him going home. You know, this entire time he's been very much out of out of his area and out of his time. Even though as much as like he kind of learned how how to deal with it over these movies, it was. They their big thing was over. There was plenty of other more capable people to take care of everything. Now they didn't need him anymore. It was okay for him to go back where he belonged, and he had the opportunity, so he took it. Yeah, and I think that's perfectly fine.
1: I think that's a great way to end his character. Absolutely. Uh, however, it does make me suspicious that earlier in the movie, they show that they have the accidental technology to, uh, you know, Ant Man. Gets turned into a little boy, little yeah. kid, turned to an old man, turned back to himself. They're so, not uh, do that with Cap. well, I hope not, Justin. I hope not. No, nah, he's done. I hope not. He better be done because that Evans was a perfect done. ending, and to ruin that would be a disservice.
0: Chris Evans is done, Robert Downey Jr. is done. Yeah, they're done. But you know who's Jimmy not? Jimmy Renner's done. Jeremy Renner's done? I know he's done, yeah. But there's no reason to do anything else with Hawkeye now.
1: Well, he's getting a show, so... Oh, is he? Yeah, but I think it's going to be about him being done. Oh, okay. Well, uh, maybe. It, he's going to be training next Hawkeye, girl yeah. Hawkeye. Oh, okay, that'll be cool. Fun. Uh We'll see. He had a much less lesser role in the MCU as a whole. Yeah. So he, he can still do stuff. And I'm very excited for more Thor... Because Thor has become one of the best characters in the MCU. Become my personal favorite. Which is fucking wild, considering like where he started. Not that Thor 1 was bad, or Avengers Thor was bad. He was quite entertaining in those movies. But Thor 2 was like a weak spot. The lowest point of the MCU, maybe. If you don't count like TV shows. And uh, him to bounce back with Thor 3, and then his appearances in these two... This two-parter Avengers saga was just great. He is the best. Lebowski Thor was the best choice. Jesus Christ. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, man. It was handled so well. I've seen, like, bad thought pieces on that, by the way. As people are like, oh, they made Thor fat, and they just made fun of him for being fat the whole movie. And I'm like, did you see the last several Thor movies where he's a giant muscle man? He's, he's like a perfect human. <laughs> He's a literal god. He's chiseled as shit. He let himself go. He should be dunked on for that. <laughs> he let the he let the there's a bit of sadness to it cuz he let the tragedy and trauma get to him so bad that he became a degenerate. <laughs> right. It's not that they're making fun of him for being fat. I think it's just like they're making light of what really is dark subject matter but they explore it in a way that isn't like uncomfortable but that makes sense still and they did it really smartly i think yeah i think it was fine it's two
0: fat people i think it was fine <laughs>
1: yeah i thought it was great i was like yes thor's fat <laughs> finally <laughs> a fat it's somebody superhero. i can identify with and i fucking love that they kept him fat there was i was i, I was kind of thinking he was going to like somehow gain muscle mass Maybe through, you know, similar shit with that Ant-Man going from young to old kind of shit. No. Uh, glad they didn't do that. Nice. Thor got to be fat during the final battle. It was dope. It was just Thor with the beer belly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck it. Who cares? And I yeah. love the juxtaposition where he's like, he's with the Guardians now. And now he is like, fatter than Star-Lord. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so like, because <laughs> originally Star-Lord was so jealous of like, this chiseled God-Man yeah it's great uh just so many great subtle moments everyone got a moment to shine it was so well balanced in that regard everyone got to do something yeah absolutely i think i loved it i think it's one of, i think it might be my favorite mcu movie it before this it was infinity war yeah i think it and I now think, it's this I, st- I need to see it more to really know if it'll drop down a peg but I don't have really any complaints about it.
0: Yeah, I still think I like Infinity War a little bit more.
1: I like the tragedy of it, but it's hard to separate them for me now. Because it feels like you have to have one to have the other and vice versa.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's like, what's your favorite Kill Bill part?
1: Well I don't fucking know. But two. Yeah, it's two. <laughs> so you <didn't>, you just... <laughs> but like, damn you if I don't watch one first. Fuck well, you. Right. Well, you. I am yeah. just gonna watch Kill Bill 2. Well, yeah. I'll yeah, watch absolutely. the whole fucking thing. Maybe not in one sitting, but I'll do it. Because why the hell would you not? Well,
0: yeah, between uh, Endgame and Infinity War, it's uh, five and a half hours of content.
1: Oof! So, Ooh, it's going to be even longer. I want to see if there's deleted scenes. There's going to be... They already talked about scenes that they cut. And hopefully yeah. they they have some kind of extended cut. I doubt there's any information on this, but, like, Captain America had to go put all the stones back in time. Yeah. And Thor's hammer. Yeah. I would love to see... <laughs> What the fuck happened? <laughs> that journey. Just he drops in on Vormir. Red Skull pops out in his fucking ghosty veil, and he's like, Steve Rogers. Wait, Steve Rogers? Shit! <laughs> shit! <laughs> shit! <laughs> and then Cap beats his Grim Reaper ass. <laughs> just on principle. He's like, I remember you, Nazi bitch. Like, <laughs> just cause you're a ghost doesn't mean you're not a Nazi scum (laughs) (laughs) fucking just beats the hell out of him that'd be the best man cause fuck Red Skull dude went from being a Nazi to being a fucking hot topic customer in space (laughs) 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 yeah same thing I know what it's like to lose boogity boogity you have to kill something to gain something (sighs) I like you know. Marilyn Manson a lot. How edgy I am! Somebody, <laughs> somebody, buy
0: this Green Day shirt for me.
1: We have a sale on pop vinyls, thirty percent Here at the Vormir Hot Topic. <laughs> mm. Oh my god! <laughs> when like Thanos or or Hawkeye in this movie, they they pop out with the stone and Red Skull's there, and he's like, "Would you like a fifty percent off hot cash coupon?" <laughs> <laughs> Only cost you <laughs> killing your friend. Make you feel better. Buy some pop vinyls. <laughs> some Funko mystery blind box figures.
0: Want <laughs> to <laughs> buy this um, My Bloody Valentine shirt?
1: Some Invader Zim merch. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. That's like old Hot Topic. That's not even current. I don't even know what Hot Topic even is anymore. I think it's a pop vinyl store at this point, right? yeah basically (sighs) it's weird
0: more than anything else i think
1: Used to like have that image of like you know whoa like as a little kid i was scared to go in there just like a spencer's you know what i mean because it was like way too fucking edgy and hardcore and now it's like lame as shit (laughs) still sometimes some fun nerd shit you can buy in there but that's about it so uh i don't know endgame was great i'd highly recommend it i'm sure you would the same But you don't need us to recommend it anyway, because everybody's seen it already. Everybody already saw it. Yeah,
0: you don't need to recommend it. You knew it was going to be good. You knew it was going to be good.
1: already saw it. Actually, at least even if they didn't see it, it got spoiled for them, because the internet is bipolar about spoilers, apparently. Endgame, everybody shut the fuck up. It was even part of the marketing campaign. And then Game of Thrones happened. I could defend this, and uh, and Twitter just decided to just fucking say what happened in the episode. Glad I watched it as it happened. Fucking stupid. I go ahead and defend it. I don't know if you can though. I can. What's the defense? Here's the difference between
0: t- uh, television and movies. Uh huh. Um, at least it's 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 a slightly different with the advent of streaming services now. But Game of Thrones is a show that premieres on HBO every Sunday at nine o'clock PM. Everybody who do you have to 100... watch it
1: at that time. Most people do. Because Avengers premieres at a time. Yeah. You most... don't have to go to that screening though. But most people you don't have to buy a ticket. You most... gotta buy it. It's HBO. Gotta pay ten bucks a month, which is the price of a movie ticket. Most people who are committed to watching
0: the final season of Game of Thrones and watching it end has access to it now.
1: Yeah. It's not hard. Streaming lets you watch whenever the fuck you want to watch. Uh uh-huh. Nothing is making you watch it at nine. Most people do. Though. I should be able to go on Twitter and not have the things that were trending be trending. It's kind of a little much. It's a I, little much. I agree it's a little much. I just think it's less
0: severe than Infinity War because you have... All of these people with their own local theaters, right? Let's take an example of what happened to us in our area, right? Uh-huh. And that shit sold the fuck out. You don't have the option of just sitting in there your are house. There's some people that
1: didn't get to go. You're all right. You
0: are right. I mean, you do not have the option of just sitting in your house and putting it on.
1: I think there's a lot of people that don't have that option with Game of Thrones, I though. I think most
0: people who want to watch Game of Thrones have given that option for themselves because it is the last season of it.
1: I guess. That doesn't mean that Twitter has to be in the moment spoiler time. I have a little bit more discretion. You could talk about what happened without just blurting out what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Speaking of that, let's blurt out what happened. Oh, hey, how about Uh, that? is that bitch. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. We talked about this on my other podcast, which has nothing to do with media. Oh, yeah, Corey's been on that train. I see the tweets. He's been talking about how Arya's been that bitch like, oh, we since inter- Sunday. We
0: introduced it as the Arya is that bitch official podcast. <laughs> because guess what, guys? Arya Stark is, in fact, that bitch. Now, when going into this, you're like, yeah, of course, it's Arya. She is that bitch. No, you don't understand. She is that bitch. Well, I guess if you watch the show, you do
1: understand. She's that bitch, dude. Should. Should understand by now. I thought people did. And then people started complaining that she was a Mary Sue. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Everybody fucking says that whenever a female character does a damn thing. Right. Like, shut the fuck Bullshit. up. Bullshit. It's taken her goddamn five years to get to this point. She has a lot of moments of weakness in that episode, which was great because she hasn't shown that for quite some yeah. time. She's human. And, uh, yeah. All she the characters in Game of Thrones are. Uh,. A lot of them are fallible. A lot of them are just straight-up stupid. There's a couple problems with that, but, you know, hey. But because, like, all right, so let me just say. We both enjoyed this (sighs) episode, but we both have issues with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I have a lot of issues with it. Positives first. There's a lot of them. It is shot so wonderfully. A lot of people complain that that episode was too dark and hard to see. I have really any problems. I, I didn't really have any problems. I think that's the main problem is not that it was shot dark. The problem is HBO's streaming service sucks dick. I don't know why they decided to stream it in a bad quality when it's like this is their biggest show. This is the biggest show. And they're like ruining how it looks. Like, Endgame didn't come out in 480p. Because that would be stupid. Yeah. It looks fucking crisp because you want it to look as good as it fucking possibly can. I would think that the makers of Game of Thrones, and certainly the director of this episode, would want it to look as clear as possible and not have anyone's experience be ruined by that? Because that sucks. But here we are. HBO gotta fucking compress the shit out of that shit. But anyway. It was a tense ass hour and a half. It was horrifying. It was just intense as hell. Overwhelming at times almost. When you get when you at the end of the day, when you get to the result, it's kind of confusing to me that uh like two characters that have been around since season one died. And apparently everybody else has plot armor that we know and care about. Yeah. A lot of people died, but basically red shirt, unnamed characters. It's a war. Yeah, uh, Felt a lot like that battle beyond the wall episode where they had to take a white back uh, because like a, a big squad went out of major characters and then like Thoros died. And he was barely a main character, Far barely a it. side character. Uh, right, like there were a couple. So times. him dying was inconsequential to me. Everyone else got to live. There was a couple characters that you know were gonna die because you didn't know who they were that went with them, and uh, basically all like uh, the the entire armies got extinguished except for like the major player characters, and that could end up being huge and impactful in the future because now they have to fight Cersei, with like out any armies, I guess. Oof! I, I think it really lessens the weight of the entire thing when you continuously cut back to characters and it looks like they're about to die they're getting overwhelmed, they can't do anything then you cut away and you don't see what happened and then you cut back and they're fine and they're doing the same fucking thing they were doing I think this could have been
0: easily remedied if they didn't if if the uh, zombies didn't get over the wall so quickly
1: yeah there were so many of them that they were just dropping out of the sky. Right. At one point. It was a little much. Which was cool to look at, admittedly. Lots of great shots and great tracking shots in this episode, but it, it really felt to me that like uh, it was directed by uh, Sapochnik, or however you say his last name. Yeah, the, uh, the director of uh, one of my favorite episodes of Thrones, actually Battle yeah. of the Bastards. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What Battle of the Bastards does successfully is. Really make you feel helpless and constricted to the point where, like, Jon Snow is literally gasping for air at one point, and that's like one of the best, tensest moments of the entire show. Yeah, uh, and I feel like they tried to one up that feeling by just multiplying it by 10, but it was too much, and then therefore it like reversed the effect for me cuz it, it felt like it was artificial. Yeah, it felt ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And
0: like it, but if they if they set it up so like all of these characters were in that position where they're sitting there just a bat like bashing Walker's back mm-hmm. over and over again with only 10 15 minutes left in the episode. Yeah. It would have made more sense that they lived. For sure. But they were and, doing it for like
1: 40 minutes. Yeah, like and think. I guess it, we have to assume they were doing it the entire time like we cut away to like that big scene with Arya in the library. Which was great. It was well, probably my yeah, favorite scene. It'd be happening during it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh like and then like just a lot of characters ended up feeling inconsequential and like they didn't really get a moment. One of the best things about big battle episodes in Game of Thrones that I can think of is that everybody gets the time to shine. I was just talking about it with Endgame. That's how you do that. That's how you pull that off. Yeah. You gotta give everybody a little something to do. Even characters that aren't even fighting. Like let's think about like a classic episode of Game of Thrones, Battle of the Blackwater our major characters our major players in that battle all get a big moment Tyrion, braun davos uh stannis (laughs) the manis uh cersei and sansa don't even fight but they get a cool great conversation between the two of them uh the hound leaves the battle And has a very hound moment that ends up defining his character for future seasons. Uh, Joffrey has good moments of just being a fucking shithead and not doing anything at all. Juxtaposed with Stannis leading the charge of his army. Everyone got a moment. Now granted, there's far more characters here. But you also have an hour and a half long episode. You know, you can give everybody a little something to do. Instead, they just kind of gave everybody the same thing to do. And it was just flail around in a pile of dead bodies until the episode was over. Yeah. Couple characters got cool shit to do, particularly Arya, of course. Uh, And Theon, who, rest in peace, one of the most interesting characters in the show, in my opinion. Just his crazy-ass, weird-ass arc. Uh, Just Weird, all over the place. Became a completely broken-ass character, which was fascinating to me. Uh...
0: And then slowly built his way back up. Yeah, like it took.
1: but then it's just to die, and that's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's expected, but yeah, it's, it's fine. kind of disappointing.
0: Eh, I think fine. my
1: the, the big key major problem I have is the White Walkers are dead now, and they're out of the story, and the White Walkers have never really been my favorite part of Game of Thrones ever. As much as they built them up. It's never it's, been the thing that I love. It's
0: my second least favorite part of Game of What's Thrones. What's your least
1: favorite part? Dude, sand shit.
0: Who? The fucking... What? Oh, Dorn. Dorn. I got gotcha. Yeah, Dorn's my least favorite part of Game of fair. Thrones. Very fair. Very fair. And then it's the walkers. And here's the reason why. The walk... Now... It, it's... It, the idea of uh, this kind of army of like undead, shit like that. Uh-huh. It's a very, like pretty standard high fantasy thing that yeah. you'll see a lot, just like an army, like an opposing army that looms in, as a threat and then it culminates into something. They're the orcs, Game of Thrones man. is not a typical high fantasy show. No. It is,
1: it is not like that at all. I don't think it's been ever its strength when it goes high fantasy. Right. It's Book or show. Been, right. Book or show. It's it's a, it's a politics. Yeah, it's always those have been a political thriller. My favorite moments have been more in terms of that. Game of Thrones is a political thriller. Yeah.
0: It has been the whole time. And so when it gets into that stuff is when it's at its best.
1: Which might mean that these next three episodes might redeem this one for me I a sure bit. hope so. Uh, but like, I'm see- glad that it's out of <sighs> the way. Uh, honestly, I'm glad that, that it took
0: one episode and the Walkers are gone.
1: It just feels like they didn't care about the White Walkers, but they wanted us How to. How do you? I know, but they wanted us to. Because they built them up for so long. And yet... This major opposing force that is supposed to be the biggest fucking craziest thing any of these people have ever seen and and is supposed to be such an opposing force and such an unstoppable thing has no character behind it whatsoever. It's faceless and just vapid. It can't because of the way it's designed. Right, but that's boring as fuck. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, the White Walker Night's King has a cool design and that's it. Even then, he's blue Darth Maul, basically, when you look right at it. Uh, we don't get a sense of what he wants or what he feels or anything. And I feel like you like even just on a basic level, you need that with a villain. Because he doesn't have any of that because he's literally just a force of nature. He's a plot device. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. You could just give him anything. Just have him say, like, you know... I have them talk first off. Nothing more boring than a silent antagonist. The best antagonists that I can think of in this show are talkative motherfuckers. Everybody in this show. I cheered when they fucking got murked. Okay. every,
0: (laughs) Every motherfucker in this show is talkative besides the walkers.
1: Yeah. I'm way more invested in seeing how they defeat Cersei. Oh, absolutely. Who has been built up over these eight seasons as being like a bad bitch that needs to get fucking dealt with. Way more excited to see them deal with that than the White Walkers, ultimately. But the show seemed to want me to be way more excited about the White Walkers than I ended up being. Yeah. The first scene of the first episode sets up this threat, and it's dealt with before the series even ends.
0: Completely and utterly. I think it's because... In one fell swoop. People love to to shit on the the good old... The good boys, <laughs> the the, the D and B, D and D, D and D. Sorry.
1: Yeah, know, it's like D&B. a pun almost that people say D and D as their names because you know, D and D.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they realized that they were stuck with a plot thread that kind of wasn't that compelling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then why devote so much time to it? Do you get it out of the way early? The, I I feel like the they problem were. Is you really can't. They're handcuffed to the books. Right, but there aren't any books anymore, so they were handcuffed to them for so long, and now they're like freed, and yet they need to like make things from the earlier seasons make sense and have a payoff.
0: Problem is, they have a uh, they had two years to resolve a plot thread that's been building for what four, five, the whole
1: series, right? And all they did was escalate it with their original material. They had hard home, which kind of set up the Nights King as a bigger threat. And then they did that Beyond the Wall episode where he gets the fucking Ice Dragon. And then you got the scene where he melts the wall with the Ice Dragon. This big, giant location that's been here since the show began is now gone. All it did was serve to escalate the threat and escalate the threat and escalate the threat. But at no point do you really get a sense of the threat. You don't know what the Night King wants. They tried him. to explain it, but it was just a bullshit, just like, oh, he wants to kill Bran, because Bran is the history, I Well, he wants guess. to destroy the world. Which is boring as fuck, and yep. if that is your plot, I would at least like to hear the villain, like, I want to extinguish the flames of humanity, or some edgy shit. It was
0: set up to be some kind of allegory for global warming, I think by by good old GR. Yes, but I
1: think Gurm is gonna use that more effectively. If he's gonna use it effectively, D&D.
0: the then the Knights the King is just gonna win and kill everybody.
1: Okay, otherwise that's how you make it effective. Right. Otherwise
0: it's not effective. Problem is when you're making a TV show, it doesn't work that well. And it makes for a it makes for a kind of an underwhelming finale. So
1: <sighs> Yeah possibly but the hype and the build up and the empty promises that this was going to be, like, the biggest battle scene ever filmed. It technically was. Yeah, I guess. But, like, give me Helm's Deep any day.
0: Oh, 100%. The, the, the thing that makes Helm's Deep more interesting is
1: it's more layered. Oh, co- character moments. Yeah. Yeah, everybody gets to do something to Helm's Deep this year. Everybody.
0: Man, never forget. the last one.
1: Never forget the Gimli
0: and Legolas shit in that scene. It's the best. <sighs> They're it, that, the heart. That's the best. They're the heart of that series. Oh, a hundred percent. I think so. Frodo can eat a dick. I I think I a hundred percent think that. I love Sam though. Hundred percent think that Gimli and Legolas are the best characters in Lord of the Rings.
1: I feel like they kind of just they're 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 kind of easily viewed as like the side comic relief characters, but man, they got some of the best development. Yeah. Until they ruined it by making him a fucking absolute Chad Legolas and the Hobbit. I'm not even gonna talk about the Hobbit. Well <laughs> We're talking about Game of Thrones. That's fair.
0: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, back back to back to the not the so, inf- like, yeah, inferior fantasy uh, thing.
1: We all cheered when Arya killed the Night King, but I think that's because that was a good character moment for her. She got to be Super meaningful to the plot and story because she took out the Night's King, and it was like a sigh of relief because that episode is so, by design, oppressive, and intense, that seeing everyone die in one fell swoop was fucking lit. It yeah, was absolutely. Great. Uh, Are we gonna talk about how didn't fix any of the issues? Are
0: we gonna talk about how Jon's final solution to being stuck behind a rock in front of a dragon was to get up and maybe I don't know try to foos for a dollar or something? Oh yeah, we'll talk about that.
1: (laughs) Jon Snow and Daenerys were fucking useless in that whole battle. The only thing they did was manage to, I guess, knock the Nights King down, but he was fucking going there anyway. I liked he was going to the Godswood. All you did was knock him down towards the Godswood. (laughs) I like how useless Jon Snow was. I guess it's on brand. Remember when he fucked up real hard in the Battle of the Bastards? I have an argument with a friend all the time about that because he's like, it shows, it makes Jon a dumb character because why would he run out after Rickon? It's because it's the, he's fucking human. What yeah, do you want? that's his
0: fucking kid brother, dude. Yeah, fuck he you. makes a,
1: a mistake. He does. Not arguing that he doesn't make a mistake and do something dumb. But he has motivation behind making it. Yes, in in this one, he just makes a natural mistake, which is fine. It's so chaotic that people can't help to make a mistake, and I guess right. that's what they're going for. But at the same time, like, there's some things that are inexcusable, like Daenerys landing the dragon. Oh yeah, well she's stupid. Yeah, we got we got we got we got
0: to start talking about how Daenerys is a bad leader.
1: <sighs> Ouch. Well, I hope that she doesn't end up on the throne then. Well, she she, she's not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the end game is for. No pun intended for Game of Thrones, right? Because like fun, they've set up this tension now that wasn't addressed at all in this episode, even though they made it seem like it was going to be. Because that's how they ended episode two. They aren't. They aren't going to fucking talk about it. Yeah, I know. But they ended episode two by having John tell Danny about it. And I thought fucking time. Thought it was going to have some.
0: You're setting up plot threads for to afterwards. do with this one. But th- I'm yeah, fine I with that. you. you don't I have to the fucking... You. There's literally an army of big fuck Like, a little sea of zombies outside. Why the fuck are you going to take the time to argue?
1: Right, but in terms of, like, plot moving and, like, things that have happened in that episode, it's very basic. Sure. So, but, like, it makes sense to... There was like- not a lot of moments for things to slow down and to have things that actually move the story forward. Because it was just all... Oh, God, zombies, ah! The whole episode.
0: Right. Like I said, I think it needed to take more time for it to get that bad. The problem, I think the biggest issue with this episode is that it went to complete shit too quickly.
1: Yeah, they, they were, like, outnumbered immediately. Right. Which, uh, I mean, I
0: guess makes sense for what you're going for with the army. But, but then, like, the stuff happened with, uh, with when they got, they all had the strategy of getting back in, which makes sense something that happened at Helm's Deep. Uh-huh. And you're defending the top of the wall, which was very reminiscent of Helm's Deep. Yeah. Where you had, like, you know, the, the well, orcs coming up in the ladders they definitely watched for
1: inspiration, I'm
0: sure. Oh, yeah. It would be a similar thing where, you know, the orcs, you know, setting up the ladders and coming up, and then they mm-hmm, have to, mm-hmm. and then, you know, have them making their, their piles of getting up. But they spent, like, no time at all making that an actual fight, and then they just overwhelmed them. And that's what they set up to do, but then they just spend the rest of the time being overwhelmed with no resolution to it.
1: Yeah. With no real the rest cool of the, moments between all the months between the rest of that entire that
0: fucking three sets of armies out front got overwhelmed instantly by this army of the undead. And then by the time the zombies are pouring inside, the rest of the people that are inside take forever to be affected. Yep. And that's that's a bad pacing issue. You need to take it a little slower with the combat outside to resolve. Mm-hmm. Then it probably would have worked a little better. Maybe have the dragons be a little more impactful to nap to protecting them and shit like that. Yeah. But it didn't happen like that. Or give Ugh. a break. Make it so like when the the fire got set there that it was an actual break for a minute.
1: Yeah, instead of just like, oh, well, now the zombies are coming again.
0: Then you take a little bit of time to explore where the characters are at right now because they just witness what this actually is. You know, there's yeah. there's plenty they could have done in that department.
1: It's also really dumb that they uh, hit all the women and children, and Tyrians, uh, in in the crypts. Where's dead people? The dead people in the crypts, buddy. Jon Snow knows that Night's King can raise his hands and raise the dead. So, uh, oops. I guess there's not a whole lot of other places for them to go. I, I wasn't a big fan of the in, entire scenes in the crypt at all. I think
0: some of them that were fine. Episode. Once again, trying to put some kind of other character moments in, it, some kind of reprieve from it. Yeah, but they didn't even do anything like you know, like. Tyrion.
1: I enjoyed the, the one conversation between be Tyrion. Should be more and Sansa. effective at anything, and Sansa too. I mean, I granted, granted that's not their strong suit. But, like, they have done things in the show. You can have a scene with them that matters that isn't just, like, well, we feel like we can't do anything and we're going to die, and that's it. I would at least like to see them defend themselves against the whites that were coming out of the crypts. Because we didn't see that, because it cut away. Yeah, like, they even away. set that up.
0: They even set that up where, you know, Arya hands Sansa a fucking dagger. She's like, stick him with the pointy <sighs> end, which was great.
1: Should at least gave her a kill. She hasn't. Ha- she doesn't have one.
0: Yeah, have her like go like oh fuck, and she has to stab one. Yeah, or or give it to Tyrion. He knows how to stab things.
1: Yeah, you know they've given her moments before. I guess she does have a kill. She got to feed Ramsay to his dogs.
0: Yes, yeah, that the, was the, a dope that moment.
1: That counts. Give her something, you know. Give yeah. Tyrion something instead of they're just cowering and then they kind of like they go like all right, we have to like go out and start stabbing these zombies and then they cut away from that. At least show us the resolution to that. Yeah. The, the only it. thing
0: I liked about that those scenes down there is it, it does it show minimizes that their characters. It shows very much that those two still admire each other, which is very nice.
1: Yeah, that's cool. But like eh. I like it. No, that, that part of it's fine. Yeah. I just felt like they should have had a moment to do of, something. To yeah. do something. Right. And I, I also feel like they had all these great parts that they could have played with. You got Brienne who's badass. You got Jamie fucking Lannister. You got the Hound. The Hound had some, some shit to do. Yeah, that was fine.
0: Hound had a thing to do. I, I I have no problem with the Hound in this episode. No problem with Arya in this episode. Like, there's a few characters that they had, they had moments to do stuff. Hound was able to overcome his fears to protect somebody he cared about. Yeah. Which, it's great for him.
1: It was very few and far between. Right. Because it was mostly just, like, as ah, zombies, ah. And, like, the only characters that got moments were... The non-characters, as in the White Walkers. Yeah. And the Whites. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you had, like, the
0: only characters that really had moments, you had, had Aria, you had characters that died, and then, you, had, you know, Aria, the Hound.
1: Yeah. And that that's, that's about it. The best character moment was a character that, like, was th- exclusive to the show and just introduced for the show, which was Leanna Mormont, who got to kill that giant White Walker thing. That was great. That was great. I that that episode should have needed more of that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You need Brienne to like kill a zombie in a cool, unique way, mm-hmm. or the Hound to be like fuck it and pick up the fire sword and overcome his fear of fire to kill some whites. Not even like a long moment. That could be done in ten seconds. Show me some shit like that, please. For the love of God. Hopefully, it's coming still in the next three episodes. And obviously, a lot of talking scenes, that's where the Game of Thrones is, I think, better. Absolutely. The episode before this one was infinitely better, in my opinion. One of the best episodes of in the whole. infinitely more better, stronger character moments than this war episode. That's one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, it's solid. I love the vibe of it. I, I, I don't think it's... It, it's sort of lessened by the battle not being as good. But I still like the vibe of it. It's still I... good for that reason. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, yeah, Game of Thrones. Oh, oh. gonna be a long one, huh?
0: Oh uh, yeah, we're already over two hours. <laughs> hey, whatever, fuck it. Prometheus time. Oh, it was okay. Time to cut the feet now.
1: Ooh, take that, Ridley Scott, you fucking hack. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. You only made one of my favorite movies ever. Fuck you, man. You only made, like, 20 good films, you jackass. Fuck you. Man, what do you think? You're James Cameron or something, All right, guys,
0: let's lay it out. Ridley Scott's back yet again to make Alien happen.
1: Yeah, sort of. Except
0: it's not. It's a word that's longer. It's Prometheus, buddy.
1: It's also a movie that feels infinitely longer. Different kind of movie. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I kind of like Prometheus. It's fun. It's fine. It's like a guilty pleasure almost of mine. It's fine. It's a fine movie. It's fine. Yeah, I wouldn't go out on a limb and put my life on the line over it or nothing. I wouldn't be like, this is one of my favorite films. It's shitty. It's shitty. But I like it. It's got it's got a, a lot like of it. dumb shit
0: in it, but it's got some really great stuff in
1: it too. It has some of my favorite like horror scenes ever put to film, honestly. Uh the the fucking surgery scene is goat tier. Love that scene. The scene is fucking creepy as all shit. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, maybe we should just go through it in some kind of order. Here you go.
0: Here's Prometheus. Yeah. Oh shit. Scientist lady discovers mm-hmm. that there might be the origin of life on this planet whoever made the make make is it god no you silly goose no
1: it's these fucking big fucking chad alpha motherfuckers who like eat 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 fucking venom symbiote juice and, and then jump into a waterfall and fucking degenerate into the human race i guess that's how we were created fuck you darwin I guess so. Piece of shit theory. Yeah, you suck, dude. <laughs> you suck. Uh, but anyway. like, you know, whatever. So yeah, our scientist people and good old Wayland Industries. Good old Wayland Industry <laughs> space expedition to go check out this planet that uh, all these ancient civilizations and cultures were pointing to this star region. And uh, they're gonna go check it out. Quick
0: sidebar: Why do people who make Alien think anybody actually gives a shit about the Whaling Corporation?
1: It, it's I recognize that name. I clapped when I
0: saw it. Seriously, <laughs> like it's one of those. I do not fucking care to reference about, red about Whaling yutani I don't care about, fuck about the Whaling Corporation. I don't care
1: about Whaling yutani It's all <sighs> fucking just window dressing. It's only it was the name isn't interesting at all. The reason it was interesting in the first place was in Alien 1, where the corporation that they're working for has evil, ulterior motives. Yeah. And it's corporate in nature and it's shitty. Uh, same in Aliens. Right. And- Fine. Okay. Good. I don't need to see the Wayland and Yutani name and get a boner right. every fucking don't, movie. don't care. Oh, man. Bishop's back to play Wayland. I know who that is. I know who Wayland is. I recognize the name. Thanks. That W logo. Thanks. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. It's fucking
0: like I said it was window dressing. Yeah. In in the first two alien movies. It was just something to give you that, that like as an allegory about how Andrew Carnegie's a piece of shit. <laughs> and like corporation bad. Right. Just for yeah. some reason, I can't get out of my head. Typical corporate man is Andrew Carnegie. But I guess he's the one who started it. So, you go the into this movie. Prometheus of corporations.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Andrew exactly. Carnegie. Andrew Carnegie drank the venom juice and jumped into the waterfall, and capitalism appeared. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, he did.
0: <laughs> so you go into. So yeah, yeah, because you have to reference fuck corporation. Oh, a corporation's gonna fund these scientists to go to this planet and figure this shit out. The real
1: ulterior motives at play here, to get a little ahead, but it's in the order that it happens, I guess, is uh, Mr. Peter Wayland, played by Guy Pierce, who is not old. Made very old. Made very old. Looks horrible. Looks like Palpatine ass. Fuck, it looks like shit. Worse. Oh yeah, worse. worse. It, it is uh, one of the worst old makeup things I've ever seen. Okay, so we watched uh, a couple short films that take place before this, before watching Prometheus, and we didn't watch them all because I was fairly disinterested by the time we got to the third one. Uh, they don't seem to matter. But the first two were interesting, and the first one is like a TED Talk from Peter Wayland, delivered like a James Bond villain.
0: Yeah, and everybody and he was,
1: he was And everybody clap when he say I'm going to take over the world, and they're like, yeah! Basically, he's like, I'm going to kill all of you.
0: Yeah! <laughs>
1: but like it sets him up as a megalomaniac and it sets him up as a a man of uh ambition and that's fine I guess but it also sets him up as young Guy Ritchie so he still has to be played by Guy Ritchie then fuck you that's stupid cast an old person as an old person please nothing fucking him. stupid I hate it what if it was like Christopher Plummer or something that'd be dope that'd be fine yeah
0: be fine yeah, who cares? Damn just, it, just don't make it look like some un- uncanny valley bullshit. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Yeah, it looked like shit. Yeah. And that's one of the only things in this movie that looked like shit. Those and the big fucking Prometheus alien boys. Yeah, that's true. I don't I don't do not like the way but they But
1: most of the movie was practical effects and most of it looked good. Yeah, it's just for CGI sure. that really just didn't look great. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh apparently uh a, a big issue was uh this movie got Converted into 3D. No. And in order to do that, they had to like alter the entire color gradient of the film. That's no So good. that the 3D worked. That's why Prometheus, you think in blue the whole time. Because it has a blue ass filter over that whole ass movie. And it's not bad. It's a good aesthetic. It's fine. Yeah, it's all right. I'm okay with but the yeah, that. But yeah, that color. might explain why some of the CGI looks like shit. Because oh, okay. it had to be, like, altered in post to work for 3D. Stupid. No one cares to see this movie in 3D. I don't Fuck know off. why
0: people are still so in... Like, I mean, it was a little bigger back then. But even now, man, still, you
1: have movies doing 3D shit. Like, you need to mm-hmm. stop. Endgame's in 3D, but most of the screenings are in 2D. It's fine. You need to stop. Yeah, I don't care about 3 Maybe
0: I'm a little biased because I can't watch 3D movies. It gives me a headache really bad.
1: I, I empathize with you. I feel like... I have kind of bad eyesight. I don't wear glasses. I probably should. But, like, I have bad eyesight. So, like, I kind of, like, don't always get the 3D effect. If I'm going to go see a 3D movie, I want it to have a point. Like, I want the 3D to be an active element of the film. I don't want it to just be that depth of field shit. The last movie I saw in 3D that I really loved was Jackass 3D. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Because they utilized the 3D in a way that, like, oh... Stuff is coming at you. That's fun. We could put Pontius' dick in the movie and have it come at you. And I was like, that's genius. (laughs) That's so (laughs) fucking stupid that they gave these people avatar cameras to just shove their dicks at people's heads. (laughs) But, like, that's the last one I could think of that was entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. All the other ones are just like, whoa, that stuff looks more far away than it does when I look at it in 2D. And then I forget about it ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, because nobody cares. Yep. It's stupid. It's it's useless.
0: You get you get them going on this planet. Shenanigans ensue in which they go into what looks like a big old settlement. And they walk inside and they realize that this is a big complicated place. Caverns. Big caverns. Ends
1: up being a big old engineer ship. Yep. So they
0: discover a dead engineer. They, yeah. Who was decapitated. Grab his noggin, and uh-oh, here comes some tension. Big storm coming. Gotta go. They go and leave. They bring big ol' head back. Uh-oh, we left two guys there. Uh-oh. Two red shirts, basically.
1: Yeah, uh, angsty British man. I don't know. I don't remember their names, and I don't care. That's his name, angsty British man. Oh, okay, and uh, cool. not T.J. Miller. Oh, but okay. I thought Great. he was at first, and he basically could have been T.J. Miller. but uh, am he wasn't. I don't know. There are some great characters in this movie. I particularly liked Idris Elba, uh, even though he had some weird quirks, like he had an accordion. That was great. Oh, that was funny. Love the one you with. <laughs> Jeez, I, that was so fucking funny when he just, like, fucked <laughs> Charlie's Theron out of nowhere. Funny as shit. <laughs> and he's just, like, happily playing the accordion about it. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I hated her in this movie, though, Charlie's Theron. She's just a fucking flat flat, b- bitchy stick in the mud. Flat, flat, flat. And, like, flat. I get that, like, she's supposed to be kind of, like, a dissenting voice to, like, the uh the scientists are like, main characters, basically. But it just all falls flat on its face. It doesn't work. She's not, like, even emotional at all. No. It's boring. It's like a husk. It's really boring. Yeah, I, hate it, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it. I like Deja Selba. I like our main character a bit. She's okay. Yeah, she's she's fine. a serviceable, typical... Alien movie protagonist, <laughs> right? Basically, you know, not Sigourney Weaver, but will suffice. <laughs> sure,
0: but of runs course, runs around
1: in her underwear, all sweaty and shit. That's what Ridley Scott wants to film. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Loves doing that, apparently. Yeah, it was tense, though. The it was. was tense, very tense.
0: Uh, but of course, as everybody probably knows about this, Michael Fassbender steals the show in this movie. He
1: is the fucking shit. He is the jam. He basically like, like as much as like James McAvoy fixes Split from being a piece of shit into like a serviceable movie, Fassbender elevates this into like trash into like great shit. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, for me, like, I, I there's a lot I like about Prometheus even without Fassbender, but he's the glue that makes me like actually want to watch it ever again, for sure. Right. He's so good. Probably my favorite acting as a robot in this fucking franchise. I think so. And that's saying something because I liked all the other ones too. I love mm-hmm. Bishop. I love, uh, what's the name of the guy? Ash. From the first Yeah. One. They were all great. I didn't like Winona Ryder. <laughs> like, I had to remember the other robots. She was okay. She was okay, but eh. Not the worst of the robots uh, so far. Oh, definitely, for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's easy. But, uh, yeah, Fastbender excellently plays
0: an android. He's, he's, cold Mm -hmm. and but also
1: witty yeah Uh, he's such a cunt i love it yeah it's really that scene where he puts the the alien sample in the dude's drink oh it's so so good good. yeah it's so good and also just like the fucking shitty things he says to people he's just a shithead oh it's so good like (laughs) i like when he says to like uh the lead scientist shaw uh, the the uh, I didn't think you had it in you.
0: Yeah, like, sorry,
1: poor choice of words. Like, Damn. what a fucking asshole! It's so good. Uh, he only gets better in Covenant. I know you haven't seen Covenant. He's fucking fantastic in Covenant. I can't wait. I don't know if Covenant's a better movie than Prometheus because it kind of has a lot of dumb shit in it, but you, we'll see. We'll see I next think week. It, it's more like genre heavy and like more stylized, in my opinion. But in a different way than Prometheus is stylized. Whatever, you'll see it next week. I'm looking forward to it.
0: But anyway, so, storm happens, but then storm ends and, uh uh-oh. Red shirts got fucked by aliens. Mm Mm-hmm. They got fucking fucked on. Yep. So, after Fastbender puts drink goop in, they're like, All right, it's time to go get them. And they all go get them. But guy who got group drinked, which
1: is scientist husband. Uh-huh. Uh gets really ill. Yeah, but he don't know that yet, so he fucks Shaw, his wife. Fucks her. Uh-oh. You know what that means? Infection insert <laughs> into a dawoom. I guess that makes
0: alien I mean, Sort of Alien? Did, you, did he come inside her? I fucking guess he must have. I mean like oh she's she said she was infertile so I guess it doesn't fucking
1: matter, right? Oh. Is that the only reason they said she was infertile just to make that Oh my plausible? god, it is. Oh, it fucking makes me so mad. I don't know. There there's some character stuff they try to make with it. Literally like oh, I can't I can't make life, but it was just like I don't know. It didn't really fit with the rest of the themes of the movie, which are like way more heady and way more like, you know, wanting to meet your creator, but who created the creators? And like, what if you create something? And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Didn't really jive with the rest of it. It was kind of just like a throwaway character development line, I Mm -hmm. guess. And it didn't really serve to do much. I guess
0: just to make that happen. But anyway, so they're like. So then they they find the bodies of red shirts, and they're like, oh, shit, this is bad. And uh, they, there's goop everywhere, and they're all concerned and shit. Oh, then no alien crap. Big scientist man gets really ill, and they got to go-go. Mm-hmm. Then Charlie's Theron, they get back to the ship. Charlie's Theron's like, he's not getting on the ship, motherfucker. oh uh-uh. uh, He, he, he I'm looked... I'm gonna
1: flamethrow his ass.
0: He looked dangerous, and then, then scientist man's like, yeah, burn me, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> Do it. Kill me. I'm right here. Kill me now. <laughs> and so she's like, all right.
1: <laughs> she does it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no. And then she wake up and David's like, ha, that was wild, right? Anyway, you got to fucking, uh, <laughs> You got a, uh, you got a like a, a baby inside you, and she's like, that makes no sense. And he's like, that's because it's an alien. And she's like, fuck. And he's like, I don't worry about it. Here's an injection. <laughs> <laughs> sleep. <laughs> Go sleep now. <laughs> but she wake up and she like fuck. And it was previously established that Charlize Theron has her own little escape pod with certain amenities that uh, aren't on the rest of the ship, such as a surgical area thingy yeah so uh Shaw runs to that as the alien thingy is trying to burst out of her stomach and uses it to like remove the infection from her in a what a disgusting great scene it's body horror at its finest (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really is. the watch a machine just make an incision and pull an alien out of her. I think it's, like, my favorite scene that Ridley Scott has ever filmed. And I, I know that's, like, stupid to say. Because it's just a scene where you're removing, like... You're, you're aborting an alien squid out of a woman. Yeah. But, like, it's just done so well and it's so tense. And it's so, like, fucking, like... Wild. <laughs> That shit blew my mind the first time I saw it. I was, like, cringing in my seat in the theater. Wait, it was but in a good ridiculous. way, because I was like, you know, when when horror is effective, it's effective. And Wait. I'm not even a woman. That doesn't, like, you know, I, I guess there's, like, childbirth parallels you could view into it. Maybe that's why they brought up her uh, barrenness. But, like, uh, <laughs> not like a barrenness. I meant barren dashness. It's probably not a word. She Baring can't have ban- kid. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I oops, get it now. Whoops. Oops, no kid. Can't do it. Adopt an alien. Uh, <laughs> oops, all infertility.
0: I'm sorry, I shouldn't be making jokes about this. That's a little insensitive. Um, too late now, bitch. I guess we're out here. I
1: don't have the power of editing. <laughs> Anyway. You do eventually. What? Later. What? (laughs) Who? Anyway. I don't know. It's just such an effective tense scene. It is. It's very good. Sometimes I like when my favorite scene of a director is just in, like, a weird-ass movie that, like, isn't even good. (laughs) Favorite Steven Spielberg scene is uh, when Tom Cruise has to kill Andy Dufresne in War of the Worlds. (laughs) Oh, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> that shit's fucking amazing. Oh, my God, I forgot about The rest about of it. War of the Worlds isn't that great. It's horse shit. But, but there's some good parts. I like when they get, like, plopped into, like, the aliens' innards. And there's just, like, a bunch of screaming people in blood. And it's all fucking disgusting. And it's great. There's some good moments in War of the Worlds. Underrated movie. Not great, but it's good. But that whole side plot with Tim Robbins. Yeah. Uh, goes from like kind of like is this movie really going this much with a side plot to like I love this really quick it's so fucking tense I I see it uh, I saw it compared in an article to like his scene with uh, the raptors in the kitchen in Jurassic Park but it's like it's better than that it's an extension of that kind of level of tension right that's the shit anyway that was a side John sorry I just wanted to rave about that because it's good
0: <laughs> yeah. So so, a happens. She gets alien squid out of her body. And gets stapled back shut. Ow! And she's like, my life sucks. <laughs> that fucking blue, dude. She grabs her shit and she goes into what looks like a medical room. I yeah. Think. And she and then she just
1: fucking collapses. And sees guy Pierce. And yes, yeah, he's as Pearce, Peter Whalen. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> You're alive, and he's like, yeah. Because they I thought know. he was dead for some it's a reason. Kinda shit. I got two days left to live. I don't know how I know that to the day, but <laughs> but I want to see these fucking aliens before I die. Shit. And then they go, they go, they all decide to go because she's she's too interested to not go. Uh, David and Wayland, a couple of scientist mans. Uh, Id- Idris Elba, Captain Elba, uh, does does not want to go. He. The <laughs> And quite possibly uh, one of the most blunt, funny lines in the movie, to me personally, she's like, "Aren't you curious what your creator is?" And he's just like, "I don't care."
0: <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> me too, bud.
1: It like sums up like the lore of this movie, like, "Oh, aren't you interested in like where the aliens came from and what the space jockey is?" And like, you know, the you know how the life in this universe got created, and just cut to Idris Elba going, "I don't, I, I, I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play my so they, accordion now.
0: So they go meet Alien Man, and he's not happy. He's pissed.
1: Yeah, they, they revive a dead one or something. He's like, fuck. And uh, <laughs> fun moment where he, like, caresses David Head for half a second. But then he just rip his fucking head off and slam it into old Waylon's head, killing him. It's great. It's fantastic. That's very good. David's ahead for the rest of the movie. It's great. <laughs> good head acting. <laughs> Best severed android head since Alien. <laughs> Hooray.
0: Oh, man. Sever- severed head Bishop in Alien 3 was good, too.
1: Yeah, that's true. It was, it was a sad. S- it was a sad scene. Very sad. He's like, I'm hurting. I'm like, oh, Bishop. Like a lot of Alien 3. It's just sad and edgy. Yeah. And then cigarettes.
0: The... Cigarettes! <laughs> anyway, they, the alien starts fucking, big uh, alien titan, man, starts fucking everybody up.
1: Being an absolute chad. Fucking,
0: he's just chatting all over everybody. He's playing cornhole with their heads. <laughs> and then scientist girl, like, uh-uh, and she gets the fuck out of there. Yep. And he gets ready to fly the ship, because what's what's he trying to do? He's trying to
1: blow up earth. Yeah. Apparently they're trying to undo their creation because they're not pleased with it. I wonder why they saw Trump get elected and they're like, ah, mm, they saw it. Mr. Wayland's Ted it. talk.
0: And they're like, Mm-mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they saw the Sonic, the hedgehog movie trailer. And they were like, Oh fuck. Oh, we have fucked up yeah, now. Me too, man. We me have too. fucked up now. We got to destroy that shit. Mm-hmm. Destroy the torch it all. <laughs> Burn it all to the ground. Uh, she yells at Idris Elba that like that's happening mm-hmm. and uh, he disobeys the orders from Charlie's Theron and decides to suicide crash into the ship so that it can't kill everybody on earth heroic good scene yeah good scene don't good man yeah love Idris Elba he's great can't wait for him to be in that fucking bonkers ass possibly terrible possibly fantastic Fast and Furious movie I can't tell it looks fucking insane it's it there. looks so self aware that it's that's it's, it's reached a pinnacle. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, who knows? Anyway,
0: the, the so the self sacrifice happened. Charlie's there and Theron now jettisons
1: herself out of the ship before it explodes. Yep. Now uh, only people but she left don't last alive. much longer than yep. that. Well, because she doesn't know how to run to this left.
0: Yeah, so this this is what I think is the dumbest part of this entire film, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So big ship yeah. falls out of the sky and hits the ground. And it starts rolling. So this is a circular-shaped ship, so it's
1: rolling forward mm-hmm. because it's a circle, and it's just going to loop over yeah. itself. A lot so, of debris and shit falling, but clearly the most dangerous thing is the big-ass U-shaped ship just rolling at you. Just dodge to the, dodge to the right. Yeah. Get out of the way. Which Shaw does. She rolls out of the way. And then, like, Charlize Theron just keeps running in a straight line, and then it's like, oh, no, I'm about to get crushed, and then gets crushed. Right. What a fucking surprise. Wow. Great. Thanks. Whoa. Great. And then she's like, okay, time to go. Goes to the escape pod.
0: Uh-oh, alien grow big. It's because David says to go there, right? No. David contacts David her. David doesn't contact her until after she's already in the pod. Okay, right. So She goes into the pod, and she notices big old alien there. No, big
1: alien, squ- little alien squid. Now big alien squid, impossibly large alien squid. Very large, like fucking like <laughs> the end of Pirates of the Caribbean two when Johnny Depp run into the crack. And <laughs> same thing. <laughs> that big. Yeah, Man, yeah Same I'm, thing. Just referencing every movie that pops in oh, my yeah, head. Oh yeah, why today. the
0: fuck not? Uh, it's a and wild then, episode. And then David calls her and goes like, "Hey, uh." the other big alien coming
1: and she like, fuck. Yeah. But she takes care of him real quick. She just opens up the tentacle. She door. She just unleashes her son onto him. <laughs> 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 literally. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. You can't. <laughs> There's a dies. dick in your mouth. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> he gets fucked. Literally. Uh, but then she go, David's like, hey, we can get off this planet. She's like, what? And he's like, there's more fucking Prometheus ships here. Prometheus ships, sorry. That was the name of the ship they came on. Engineer ships. Mm-hmm. And they get on one, she puts him in a burlap headbag. <laughs> Specifically made for heads. Yep. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. And then <laughs> they, uh, they go off to a future unknown because she... Doesn't want to go back home to Earth. She wants to go to where the engineers came from and find out, uh, what the fuck.
0: Yeah. either she's going to find where they came from or she'll
1: die of starvation in about 20 days. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh. Because, like, she ain't any food. Yeah. And, uh, I guess you'll find out more in Alien Covenant. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to find out because we're canceling the show. Ah, fuck. Right now Fuck shit. oh yeah and then there's the the stinger of like the the engineer births a not quite an alien what is it josby it's a proto alien it's a promethe alien it's 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 a pre-alien
0: yeah it's a pralien. mm-hmm it's a pralien. it's a it's Sonic the Hedgehog
1: 2019. Oh, no. Okay, but like, yeah. that I guess that leads into like why everyone complained about this movie, I guess. Because it doesn't make sense. I care very little about that aspect of Prometheus. I don't care if it makes sense. It's a fun ride. And I realize that saying you got to turn your brain off is not a good recommendation at all. But I don't think you necessarily have to turn your brain off just Michael like. Fassbender is fucking dynamite in this movie, and there's some great, tense, good scenes.
0: And it's I recommend
1: fine. it on that basis, and not necessarily as a basis of being a prequel to Alien, because it does it, it all it does is muddle the chronology. Yeah. I don't know. Here here's the bottom line of this fucking movie. If you like Alien,
0: if you like sci fi, you'll come into this movie, you'll enjoy yourself, it'll be over, and you'll say
1: Ah, oh, it was fun, it was fine. It was okay. And that's it. You move on with your. And that's enough to say that it's better than a lot of the movies we've watched. Ran under Predator two, baby. That's fair. Predator two is still a better movie because it knows what it is the whole time. Yeah, Predator two doesn't have as the lofty ambitions of Prometheus. Right. It doesn't have to. Uh, No. And and Prometheus kind of fails at some of those lofty ambitions. So Predator doesn't really fail at anything particularly. No. Predator two knows that it's dumb the whole time. And aspires to be dumb. (laughs) Succeeds very well. So, you win this round, Danny Glover. Take that, Ridley Scott. You fuck. Fucking hack. Love your films. Fucking hack. You bitch. (laughs) I'm leaving now. Bye-bye, Jusby. See you next week for Alien Cumberbund.
0: Alien Cumberbatch.
1: Alien Cumberbund.